across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. After 10 o'clock, we are going to finally solve the mystery of who shot J.F. Okay, and if there's time, we'll find out why they did it as well. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Mummy and Daddy Who Killed JFK? That's the Monkeys. Of course, when they released that uh, song in 1969 on the Monkeys Present album, uh, they were forced to change the lyrics to something a little less um, dangerous. Good evening, dear listener. Tonight, um, we are going to solve the riddle of who killed JFK. And if we have time, we're going to um, ask and answer the question... Why? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. All of your theories are uh, welcome, and will be embraced this evening. Now, let me let me take you on a little journey to um, like months and months and months ago. I don't even remember how many months ago because my perception t- perception of time is a little bit faulty. And we had a nice chap on called Martin Fitzgerald who um, ran this wonderful, wonderful website called the Ram Album Club. And what they would do um, is each week or every other week, something like that, they would get an, in inverted commas, celebrity. And I, I put the, 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 the commas there, the speech marks there, because I was on it once. But they, they would get big names, you know, from politics, sports, show business, whatever, to listen to a, what was perceived as a classic album they'd never 
heard before. And then they would explain why they hadn't heard it before and then say what they, they made of it. I'm slightly bitter because I was forced to listen to Yola Tengo, who, I'll be honest, are awful. Now, that was all very nice and the website was all chugging along very nicely. And last I heard, a book was going to come out. Beautiful, fantastic. And then there was silence from the Ram Album Club. I thought nothing of it. I thought maybe Martin had come to his senses. Maybe he'd got a job. I don't know. But then about three or four weeks ago, I started getting emails, not from the Ram Album Club, but from the Ram JFK Club. Martin Fitzgerald, what the hell is going on, man? Um, so we did the Album Club. Yeah. And, and that was good. <laughs> it was and good. we did that for... Yeah, thank you. We did that for about a year and a half. Yeah. And I kind of got everything that I wanted to get out of that. I mean, it just started as, as, as just something for me to do in my spare time. Yeah. And it ended up with... We had people like J.K. Rowling yeah, yeah. on as a guest. What did she, what did she listen to? <clears throat> she listened to the Violent Femmes debut. Did she like it? She loved it, and her piece was really, really good. Okay. Um, so the sort of book was is, is is still happening, but I thought, you know what, I've done that now. Yeah. And I don't want it to become one of those things where you just carry on in perpetuity, and it becomes something that isn't a joy. And I thought, well, that's done. I've done that. I'm going to finish that. Wow. And that's so. So it's gone. That's that's not coming back. The uh, the book obviously yeah, at some finished. point, but. but the website is yeah, done. finished. Wow. So the book's going to come out, I think, in sort of June. And, you know, I just thought, you don't want to become one of these things like Room 101, which, you know, it starts off as a good idea, but it just goes on forever. I saw that this and week for the first time in years. It's become a panel show now, hasn't it, Room 101? Mm. It's the weirdest thing. I haven't seen it for years and years. Last time I saw it, it was Paul Merton, and you'd have a celebrity, and they'd spend half an hour, you know, being amusing. But now it's like a game show. Yeah, and you kind of think that started out as a good idea. Yeah. And now the people involved in it don't seem to have any love for it, and it's just it's just not watchable. And I and I had lost. I didn't lose a, a huge amount of enthusiasm for the project, but I just thought I just don't want to do that forever. And I'm not being paid to do this, so I can just kind of do what I want. So I just thought I would end that, and then I was looking. <laughs> I was looking for another project to do. Yeah. And people said, "Well, you should do films." That was like the obvious choice. You should make people watch films they've never seen before, or you know, books, or you know, box sets, or whatever. And I thought. Yeah, you know, that's that's the obvious thing to do. But I I then thought, one of the things that I thought was quite good about the album club was that it told stories that had been told many, many times before, but in a way that I think was quite interesting. Yeah. So, for example, when we did Sgt. Pepper, the way we told that story wasn't about, you know, the legacy of that album and how important it is and... And it was a precursor for Prague and blah, blah, blah. That's been done by lots of people before. We, so what we did was we just said, Paul McCartney was 24. And you know what? That's crackers. Because for something that's, that's viewed now as so vintage and progressive and mature, this was actually made by a kid. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that sort of resonated with people as a, as a different take on how to tell these stories. And I thought... <clears throat> Well, the thing, the thing about the JFK assassination, there's been more books about that than pretty much 
anything, but I've never read something about that in the way that I would want it written. I've never read something like that 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 is kind of written for me. So, and as this someone is who's... this is what I think is the joy of what you're doing. Because if I'm honest, I'm not really that interested in JFK. It's not. It's not one of those no. things <clears throat> that has, has particularly captured my imagination. But I've been really enjoying the, each issue that comes out, if issue is the right word, because you're still writing it in the same voice that you wrote your introductions for the album club. It's still, it's still identifiably you. There's a, there's a kind of, um, while you're taking everything seriously, there is a little wink to the camera every now and then. There's a, there's a knowing little look. It's, it, you know, it, you, you write it in a very interesting way. I think it's, uh, yeah, um, I think it's one of those things that um, that subject. I, mean, I, th- I think one of the reasons why I did the album club because I was I, be- I kind of became fed up with music journalism and the way that it sort of treated albums that I loved yeah. and the sort of seriousness and the reverence with which it did that. And I think the same is true of this subject in that it's a much more interesting subject than it's often given credit for, and I've kind of deliberately written it for people that didn't have a background within it Mm. and and what i'm trying to do is to tell a different story so you know i have no view on who did it Um, and i'm to be honest i'm not that interested yeah even though i've studied this for you know nearly 30 years i've been to dallas a bunch of times i've met a lot of the people that were involved i met the doctor that tried to save kennedy's life I met the guy that drove Oswald to work that day. And the enjoying appeal of it for me is that I just don't know what happened. And I see it as a, as a, as a kind of evolving story still with these slightly crazy characters involved. Well, and then you, you, week the really one, mad things that happened to them. Week one... You had me hooked. And, and if it had been a week opening, Martin, I don't know if I'd been quite so hooked, but week one, The Umbrella Man. And it's it's brilliant. There's a, and I, I'm not that... I, I don't know the full details, as I say. I've not really studied it. But you open with a fantastic picture of a hot, sunny day in Dallas uh, with the car going past and a bloke stood there holding an umbrella. And it's suddenly... It's the most <laughs> mysterious, spooky captivating image every it's brilliant sunshine and there's a bloke holding an umbrella up open wonderful i, think, I was I think, sucked in I totally think, i think the reason why I, why i sort of chose that one as the opening one was because it it had nothing to do with the assassination really it, it doesn't mention oswald or anything like that yeah yeah but it just presents this nonsensical image of the president's limousine driving down elm street and there's this one guy holding an umbrella and it doesn't make any sense and to me if you're not (laughs) intrigued at that point as to find out why then to be honest you're not the audience for me there's a brilliant there's there's uh, it's brilliant i was completely unaware of this guy mr wit isn't it mr wit uh louis stephen wit so so he go on explain who he was he's the only guy in dealey plaza who has an umbrella um, open. It's a perfectly sunny day. There's 600 people in Dealey Plaza. Uh, Kennedy's limousine's going down the road. And this guy, out of nowhere, just opens up a big black umbrella. And as soon as he does that, all of the shots ring out in Dealey Plaza. So 
In the aftermath of what happened in the, in, the, in the official investigation that took place a year later, this guy's never questioned. He's never interviewed. No one ever talks to him. The official investigation happens. They say that Oswald did it. And in, in the intervening years, um, a, bunch of, a bunch of people start to study the photographs, and they say, well, hang on a minute. What's with this guy with the umbrella? Because in the absence of him coming forward, there's no explanation yeah. for what he was doing. And people start to ascribe their own theories and motives, which are all actually ridiculous as to what he was doing. So he was a signal, apparently, for, for you know people to start shooting. He, was, he had a dart in his umbrella, which was supposed to paralyze Kennedy. But the, um, the real, re- the real. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the script. There's, it's got you've got some of the transcript from from when he was. Uh, is this from a court? From when he was in court? From no. So 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 you know what happened was, and it, it kind of reached its peak with John Updike writing in the New Yorker uh, an entire article about the Umbrella Man, trying to ascertain who he was, and during all of this. He has no idea, the actual Umbrella Man has no idea that he's become a person of interest yeah. by a bunch of people with nothing better to do in the 60s <laughs> to, than to pour over photographs of Dealey Plaza. And he's kind, he's kind of like that guy, I don't know if you know, but there's a guy on the cover of Abbey Road. There's an American oh. tourist on the cover of Abbey Road. Oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah. Didn't know. yeah. And he didn't know he was on the cover of Abbey Road for years. Fantastic. Until he's in a record shop and he sees himself on the cover of Abbey Road. He's kind of that guy, yeah. the umbrella man. So in nineteen seventy eight there's another investigation into the assassination and part of that investigation the people get together and they go, Well, we need to find this guy. We need to find out what he was doing and they put lots of photographs in the Dallas press asking for anyone of information to come forward. And this is the first time that the umbrella man sees that people want to talk to him and he reads the papers and he just says no chance i had no idea this was going on and he puts all the papers in the bin and he he just says i'm not having anything to do with this at all but brilliantly one of his mates sees the paper (laughs) and he glasses him up and he so, so this is this is just one of the many interesting stories that that i that i think so it happens here, and it, and it has all human nature within it. Let me just bring. So, let me just read the, the paragraph because he gets he goes to testify by, to the committee. Let me just read this bit from your thing because yeah. this is what what I was saying earlier on about you got this this beautiful turn of phrase. He had no choice. He had to testify before the committee. At last, after fifteen years of other people's theories of conjecture and speculation, we were now going to hear from the man himself. The mystery was about to be solved, and finally, those that wanted an explanation would get one. Louis Stephen Witt presented himself before the commission in the mood to give answers. And guess what? He pulled an absolute masterstroke when he arrived. He brought the effing umbrella with him. He'd kept it for 15 years, and in only his second appearance as the umbrella man, he made sure it was by his side. What a showman. Oh, it's brilliant. You've got to be hooked by that. The thing, the thing about that is he's kept that umbrella for 14 years longer than I've ever had an umbrella. You know, and the interesting thing about his testimony is when you read, as I have, lots of testimony from witnesses in the JFK assassination, yeah. 
well, they, they are designed to send you to, to you know sleep. Yeah. So what tends to happen is the person turns up, and it's so like if like Ian Lee was testifying, it'd be like, "What's your name? What school did you go to? Right. Tell us about your family." And it just goes on this boring preamble for for twenty pages before they even get to DD Plaza. In the case of the in the case of the Umbrella Man, the sort of testimony basically begins like this: "What's your name? Louis Stephen Witt." Right. What was you doing with that umbrella? <laughs> and his answer is the answer is incredible. The, the 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 answer is that he um, overheard a conversation at work um, where the um, where he heard that umbrellas were a sore point for the Kennedys, and the committee are like. Sorry, can you can you expand on that? And he and he doesn't really understand what he's talking about. And he says, I, "I don't I don't really get it myself. It's something to do with Kennedy's father and appeasement and uh, Chamberlain." He was heckling. He's, trying... he's heckling. He he was saying he was heckling the Kennedys with an umbrella, which is yeah, nuts. And, and what he's trying to say is that that there was a there was a thing where Kennedy's father was ambassador to, to England and him and Chamberlain didn't want to go to war and they were seen as appeasers. Chamberlain had an umbrella um, with him all the time and the umbrella did become a symbol of appeasement. And there is some form for this. So when LBJ was running against Kennedy in 1960, he called him a Chamberlain umbrella man. Yeah. The, problem with this, the problem with this explanation is... Not only was this incredibly niche in 1963, <laughs> um, it, it's then really, really niche in 1978 when he's when he's trying to explain it. <laughs> and anyone listening to this in 2017 is starting to scratch their head and go, "Well, I just don't understand this." Yeah, yeah. But the the, the thing is that the thing about Umbrella Man is 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 and and the, the, the to me my favourite part of his story is that he walked out of his office block that day with the intention of doing this. Uh, niche political heckle to Kennedy, and he walks the entire length of the motorcade route. So he walks all of these streets, which are thirty deep with people. Yeah, and he says on every step of the way, he says, "Not here, not here." There's too many people. He didn't want to draw attention to himself. He <laughs> he finally gets to Didi Plaza, <laughs> where there's not that many people about, and he's got the Texas School Book Depository on his left. And the grassy you knoll on his right, and he says, "Here, yeah. no one's ever going to notice me here. Nothing's ever ever happened here." <laughs> and then, of course, what happens is he does this this heckle, and he becomes, as everyone else does in Didi Plaza, they become part of the most studied six seconds yeah. in the history of the 20th century. And so, every piece that we do starts in the same way. So it starts with. It's Friday the 22nd of November 1963, the time is 12.30pm, and it's kind of like, I see Dealey Plaza almost like a, kind of, like a kind of Lowry painting, of you've got all of these miniature yes. figures. Yes. And every week... Yes, I zoom point, in. Yeah, and I point the camera to someone else, and I think the thing about The Umbrella Man is, is, is it's actually quite critical, his story, of people that zoom in too much. Yeah. And people tried to ascribe sort of motives to him. You have a brilliant. He, he has a he has a brilliant line. He says, "The only thing I would care to say is that I think if the Guinness Book of World Records 
had a category for people who were at the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing, I would be number one in that position without even a close runner-up. Oh, that's just such a beautiful which, which, observation. You know, when you consider, uh, you know, some of the other things that happened to people just that day, yeah. that's that's quite a... And also, that's just not how the Guinness Book of Records work. <laughs> 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 or being in the wrong place. It's a subjective thing. They normally do things like, what's the fastest you can run 100 metres? Yes. What's the most, you know, shredded wheat you can eat? But he, but his story, his, I don't know if you've read John Ronson's, um, you know, you've been publicly shamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, so he's like an early version of that. Mm. He does something minute and under the spotlight of people that, that, that zoomed in too much, he became publicly shamed, and he became embarrassed at what he did. Really? And the thing about... Yeah, like, like you never heard from him again. Yeah. The reason why he didn't want to testify is because he was embarrassed at this silly... Because everyone... It, it, it sort of seems obvious to say, but everyone in Didi Plaza didn't know what was about to happen. So whatever actions they're doing are then going to get scrutinised through the prism of what then happened in that six seconds. Martin, listen, and let, me, let me ask, sorry, cause, cause, uh, uh, th- this whole thing fascinates me, and I, I want to jump to week three, which is the lady in the headscarf, right? And th- but, th- but I want to... The babushka lady. The babushka lady. And there's a... But you, you say something about yourself that's weird. Not weird that, that you're weird, although you are a little bit, but something I didn't know existed. You say towards the end, I've been attending a JFK assassination conference in Dallas. Yeah. Is this the yeah. same as, like, you know, going to a Star Trek convention and or, or a, you know, a Beatles <laughs> convention? Is is it the same kind of thing where you get people that were there, you know, people put forward their theories and people that were there come and answer questions? Is it that kind of vibe? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. It's, um, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, the sort of big appeal of that for me was that I could get to go to Dallas and someone has read so much about this, so I could I could walk around the files and stuff. But yeah. the, the, so the sort of conferences are um, basically, you know, just, you know, people doing, doing talks um, about the particular, you know, mm-hmm. things that they've studied and they often bring along people that were, that were there that day. And, you know, they're okay. They're, if I'm being honest, they're probably spoiled by, which I think is the thing that ruins this entire subject, is by people that have a very fixed idea of what happened. Yeah. And are really dogmatic about that. And I tend to go to these things with a slightly open mind, which is, I just like the stories. I just like, I just like the characters involved. I don't want to, I would never want to ruin this by going down a particular path of having a theory that then I can't, I can't get out of. And when you tweeted earlier that we were going to be talking about this and someone straight away said, look, I'll save you a load of time. It was Lee Harvey Oswald and it was because he was delusional. Mm. And it's like, and you can take that view, but I would just rather not have a fixed view because I don't know anything to an absolute yeah, certainty, yeah. and I would, and, and there's, uh, there's an enjoyment in reveling in the mystery, yeah. 
than there is trying that. to solve everything all the time. Who is the babushka lady? Because again, a, a week three, boom, you're straight in there with another character that, I- if I looked at those pictures, I would never have, sp- I would never have thought anything odd about this woman. But obviously, <laughs> she is odd. So the babushka lady is a woman um, who's directly opposite Abraham Zapruda, who filmed the assassination. So she's on the other side of the road. She also has a movie camera in her hand, and she wears a headscarf. And she's on her own, and, again, she never came forward. People didn't know who she, who she was. But, again, people started to study her and thought, mm. well, hang on a minute, she's got she's got the mirror image of the Zapruder film yeah. because she's filming it. So she's got the glassy knoll in the background. Her, her, you know, her film could be more interesting than his. We need to find this woman. And lots and lots of... Um, but it was impossible to, to, to know who she was because in all of the photographs of her on that day, and I, I put them all on the blog, you never see her face. Yeah. Because she's got this headscarf on, which is why she was called the Babushka Lady, because it's something to do with Russian headscarves, I don't you know. <laughs> so, again, it becomes this thing of, well, who's this woman? She, and she's filming the headshot as it happens. So if there was someone in the glass, you know, she should have that on the film. Again, seven years go by, no one knows who she is. And then one of the researchers goes to a church revival meeting in Dallas, and he has the preacher over for dinner with, with his wife, who's a singer. And the singer is having dinner, and she looks at this guy's bookshelf, and she sees all of his books about the JFK assassination. And she says, you know, I was there, don't you? I was there that day. I saw the president die. And the researcher, a bloke called Gary Shaw, says, really? Um, You know, where were you in Dealey Plaza? And she explains where she was. And this guy had memorized all of the photos, knew who was accounted for and who wasn't. And he starts to think, gee, I think this is her. He He then drives her to Dealey Plaza and makes her stand in the place where she said she was that day. And, of course, she stands in, in the exact spot that the babushka lady was. So he thinks, I found her. You know, seven years later, I found her. The only, the only problem is that the babushka lady, if you look at the pictures of her, she looks sort of stocky, yeah. middle-aged. She's got dark hair. That's all you can see from her, from her features. This woman, Beverly Oliver... In 1963, was a 17-year-old blonde girl. And immediately, so but that didn't seem to concern the researcher. He's like, well, I, I still think it's her. And he's like, well... It, and, and in the blog, I put a picture of Beverly Oliver at 17 next to a picture of the... Yeah. And, it's, and it's... You could argue it's clearly not her. She then goes on to explain this mad story that she had a film of the assassination... But she gave it, and she had a camera, which which actually wasn't invented until 1969, but she got around <laughs> that by saying she had a prototype. Of course camera. she did! Of course! Yeah, because yeah, that's, that, that's what... And the best bit is, she gave her, her camera up to an FBI agent because she had a bag full of weed, right? And she didn't want the FBI agent to search her and, f- and find all this grass in her bag. Yeah. So, so Another grassy knoll actually in her bag. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Martin, <laughs> stay there, because I've got to take a very quick break. Okay. Um, and we'll come back in a minute. Is that all right? Yeah, of course it is. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant, brilliant. Uh, we're talk- I-, I love this. It, I, I, honestly, I, and I'm, I'm not one of those people that's obsessed about the whole JFK thing, but it, this is written in such a beautiful way. If you want to go and check out the website while the ads are on, of course you'll take note of the ads and go and buy all our wonderful products. Ramjfkclub.com. Ramjfkclub.com. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late nights, Ian Lee on air and off the on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ramjfkclub.com is the website you need to go to. And if you're a big guy, if you're a big fan of the whole JFK conspiracy, you'll love it. <coughs> Excuse me. But even if you're not, even if you're just uh, even if you're just a fan of good writing, you'll like it. Uh, go and have a look, and you can subscribe to the the, the, the newsletter, and you get like uh, every week Martin emails out to say there's a new one, there's a new one. Um, and I, I suggest giving it a crack because I, I thoroughly loved it. We're talking about the babushka lady, um, who Oliver Stone was so convinced by her that he gave her a job on the the um, the JFK movie, didn't he? Yeah, he made her the. T- he, you know, made her a technical advisor on the film. He he believed her story, um, and uh, you know, if you take her, I mean, this is her story. That, um, that, and then and, and when people pointed out to her that she had blonde hair and the babushka lady didn't, she said, "Well, I I I used to wear a lot of dark wigs back then." So <laughs> to summarise her story, she is. In 1963, she's a blonde woman wearing a dark wig with a camera that hasn't been invented yet with a bag full of weed. Um, and, yeah, if you choose to believe that... <laughs> she <laughs> made an... Uh, going back to the, the JFK assassination conference, she mm. was one of the guest... Well, speakers is the wrong word. She was one of the guest stars there, wasn't she? Yeah, she she did a thing at the end of the, of the conference where... She she came. It's a really. I mean, these are the moments that I live for. Cause I have a sort of. I, I have an eye for the for the kind of quirkier things in life. So she comes out, the babushka lady. Still, I have to say, still looking thinner and younger than the actual babushka lady did in 1963. <laughs> and this was in 2013. Yeah. She sings "Amazing Grace," and then she she goes into a medley of sort of 60s hits. Oh, man. And all, all, I, all I sort of remember is this old guy in the corner like got up and started twisting. <laughs> and, then, and then another guy. And after, after three days of, you know, of kind of autopsy analysis and bullet trajectories and all that sort of stuff, I, you know, I personally probably don't think she is the Babushka lady, but... She was what that, she was what that conference needed yeah. at that point, yeah. and those people were twisting, and they just didn't care. And I and and so I what I take away from that is, and I, I, I just don't care if she is or she isn't. I'm kind of glad that she's told her story, even if she's made the whole thing up, yeah. because it makes my enjoyment of this thing much richer. Um, and of course, you can't help but wondering, well, you know, if she's not, then. What happened to the actual uh, babushka lady? What does she make of this woman who's come forward? Um, and again, that's not something I can solve, but no. I enjoy the mystery of it. And, and that's so. When you said that if you if you enjoy the uh, conspiracy and stuff, then I, I think some people might not enjoy this site. Right? Because, okay. Because I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't have a view on that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to. Um, 
I'm not trying to get into a conspiracy theory. I'm trying to see it as a, almost like a kind of slightly quirky cold case study mm. of what happened to the people there on that day. And then, so in between all of these stories of the characters, I'm then going to intersperse it with a kind of slow burn biography of, of you know, Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, yeah, just so, this, this week, week four, it, it is the first mention of, um, of Oswald, and, um, and you describe his childhood as, uh, uh, what is it? His early life is the worst series of the littlest hobo ever. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> he gets moved around and, he's, he, he, you know, his dad died. He lived in 22 born. different homes by the time he was 17, and he, I think he attended, like, 16 different schools. And he had a... He, I guess what I'm trying to do with that story is to tell the story of how other people have approached that story. Yeah. So a lot of people came to Oswald's early life trying to attach kind of motive for what he did later. And they point out the fact that uh, he had a fairly abusive relationship with his mother. He received, he, he received some psychiatric help. He was, he was often talked about as a loner. There's a really funny <laughs> piece of testimony where a family friend goes before the Warren Commission and he tells this slightly mad story about how he took the young Lee Harvey Oswald fishing when he was a kid with a bunch of other boys. Mm. And he says all of the other boys threw the little fish back in that they caught and they took the big fish home to eat them. But Lee just laid all of his fish out on the bank and then walked off leaving them to die. He definitely and, did it then. He definitely did it then, <laughs> Martin. That's, that's, that's all the proof I need. Yeah, and the point of that story is, of, of, of you know, like you often get now when people commit atrocious things, is they go and talk to neighbours and all that sort of stuff. The point of that story is, is meant to set off an orchestra in your head of, yeah. of sort of low notes that go, well, he did it. But yeah. then if you read further into that, there's a wonderful bit in that guy's testimony where one person say to him, did you ever see him display any acts of violence? And he says, no. And then he said, did you ever think he was a threat to anyone or could be a threat to anyone in the future? And he says, no. And then they say, have you got anything else to say about Lee Harvey Oswald? And he says, yeah, he was obviously a psycho. Reading that, Martin, it reminded me, when I was a kid, I did, this is a confession, I used to explode ants with a magnifying glass. <laughs> what a wicked child. But I, I, so far, I haven't attempted to assassinate any world leaders, but, but it's obviously that, deep in my psyche. Yeah, that was, a, that was almost the point of me telling that story, which is that everyone has their version of the fish story. So you're exploding ants with a magnifying glass. And the point that I sort of make at the end of that is that I think we all as teenagers had periods in our life where we felt estranged from the world around us. Yeah. I know I certainly did. Um, and it's, there's no doubt that Oswald did. But, you know, me and you were probably, I think we are about the same age, but we came along at a time when there was almost like a counterculture, you know, tradition that catered for teenagers mm. like us. Yeah. Um, so there'd been lots and lots of music and and, and, you know, films and books that catered for people that felt slightly different. And as a result of that, you felt less different, yeah. you, you, whether you got into the Smiths or, or, or whatever. But the thing about Lee Harvey Oswald is, and, and it's an interesting, just an interesting 
again, something I think's not been looked at is he was he was fourteen in nineteen fifty three. He's listening to classical music. You know, Psycho Candy hasn't been released yet. Yeah, he 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 doesn't have that outlet which I think we had. So he 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 doesn't have a tradition of what do I do if I'm a teenager that that um, feels a little bit different. So he starts to watch this TV show called I Led Three Lives, which premiered in 1953, which is all about a suburban husband who's also a member of the Communist Party, but he's also a spy for the FBI. And this became Lee Harvey Oswald's favourite programme. Yeah. This became like, 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 you know, like a, I guess a good album would have... And he started watching that, and 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 and, and, and you know, those were the influences that, it sort of, that sort of he took on. Martin, where are you? Have you got like a plan for this? Have you got a set amount of time that you, you intend to do this, or is it just as it happens? I think just as it happens. So the next one I'm going to do um, is probably going to be about Abraham Kruder and. But again, I'm not. I'm not going to talk about the film yeah. and and what's. I'm not just not interested in that. But his story itself is interesting. He, you know, when he went to work that day, he didn't bring his camera with him. Because he was he was a natural pessimist, and he thought, you know, I can't be bothered. There's too many people <laughs> about. I'm never going to fight these crowds. Oh god! And his assistant at work made him go home and get the camera. Fantastic. And so he leaves work at 11 o'clock, goes home and gets the camera. And he finds a spot in Dee Plaza. And he decides to stand on a four-foot plinth to film the assassination, which I've tried to stand on, and I'm younger and fitter than Abraham Zapruder was. Yeah. And it's actually quite difficult. And, when you, again, what you have to think of is, this would have been a really rubbish film if nothing had, had, had happened. You're yeah. going to a lot of effort. And he's got vertigo, Abraham Zapruder. So he's on this four-foot plinth about to film what is ostensibly a man driving down the road. And he gets his assistant to stand behind him and to hold him the entire way during the filming. And again, so I would say to people that when you watch the Zapruder film, you can watch it through the lens of what he shot. But if you then zoom out, what you've got is a woman holding on to this guy (laughs) <laughs> because he's got vertigo. He then films this horror. He's one of the first people that knows Kennedy's dead because he sees it through his zoom lens. Mm. He gets it developed that day, and he gets home at 10 o'clock that night. He walks in, and his wife knows what's happened. She's distraught. And he goes straight to his projection room in his house, and he watches the Sapuda film, his own film, Again and again and again. Wow. This is a film that wasn't shown to the American public for something like 12, 13 years. Yeah. No one knew about the head going back and to the left and stuff. Yeah. But him that night is in his house having a private viewing of the film that he took. Incredible. And again, so you can, there are loads of articles out there about whether Zapruder films are fake and what's in it and all of that sort yeah. of stuff. I'm not doing that. I'm interested in the story. I've never, and I've never heard any of what you've just told me. I've never heard any of that before, and no. that's what makes this all so beautiful. Martin, listen, I'm I'm going to move on. Ramjfkclub.com is the website, and um, there's it, I can see straight at the top on the right hand side. There's a little box, and if people put in their email address, does that automatically 
sign them up for updates? Yes, they subscribe to um, the, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to expand on that any yeah. further. Just, they, just they, a yes. They, they, yeah, you can, you can tell I'm good at solving these things because I know <laughs> how stuff works. But um, yeah, they get the news there. Or you can follow us on Twitter, which is RamJFKClub. Um, or you can follow me around the streets. <laughs> I'm going to tweet. I'm going to tweet the, the Twitter handle and the, the link again. Um, and come on in June, Martin, when the book comes out, and we'll, we'll talk yeah. about that. Thank you so much for having us on. I appreciate uh, it's that. It's a pleasure, man. It's absolutely fascinating. Well. Thank you, Martin. Nice one. Absolute fast. I love it. Honestly, his writing style is just spot on. I'd never heard any of that stuff about Zabruder before. I'd never heard any of that. He got the film developed that day and went home and watched it on a loop. Um, Ram Jeff, Ram JFK Club is, uh, the Twitter and is the website if you want to have a look. Right, onwards and upwards with the show, dear listener. You can call in about that. You can call in about anything you want whatsoever. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's really, I mean, <laughs> Martin is, 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 is fantastic. I love that. I absolutely love that. I was only going to talk to him for 15, 20 minutes and we ended up going for 40 minutes and I could have gone longer. Um, and it's just that attention. Yeah, we'll do that as a, as a podcast. Thank you, Catherine. It's just that attention to detail. That wonderful, geeky, and I say that as a geek, you know, I say it with love. Geeky attention to detail, the minutiae of the story. Thank you, Martin. Excellent stuff, man. I'm looking forward to getting uh, the next one. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Very funny, um, very funny James Whale. I didn't get time to say that, but he, he left me a cup of tea. Oh, whoa, whoa. it was an old cup of tea. Very funny, James. Classic, classic bants from an 80s throwback. Um, left a cold cup of tea in the studio. Very funny, James. Ho, ho, ho. Well, yeah, that, 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 that sums you up, mate. That sums you up. Um, let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. How are you doing there, Ian? Hello, Stephen. How are you doing, man? You all right? Uh, I'm, I'm just trying to go over my last conversation I had with you. Now, you're the gentleman that thought the Queen died five years ago and that the, the palace are covering it up. That's correct, Ian, and I still think that. No, I I'm... I look alike. I went to Sandham the other day there. I still, I still stand by that conviction. So, so you're the Queen that we saw recently um, out in public, recovered from her cold, is not the real That's Queen. Big, yes, and I stand by that. I went for a beard trim today with a young gentleman called Jimmy, and I was talking to Jimmy about you. Because he, um, he's, he's been watching that series. The, is it, well, it might even be, just be called The Queen. I don't know what it's called. Her Majesty, Elizabeth. And right. he's been watching. I said, oh, we um, had a caller a couple of weeks ago but called Stephen who thinks that the Queen died five years ago. And he said, yeah, yeah, no, I've heard that. So I see. just shows you that yeah. quite humorous. Yeah. But I, I, I was listening to something about JFK quickly. Yes. Now, Donald Trump is an angel compared to the Kennedys. And Lyndon oh. Johnson. Hold on, and no, Lyndon no, JFK was up to all kinds of shenanigans, drugs and sex. Yeah. Donald Trump is an angel compared to him. And, and Lyndon well. Johnson and, and Edgar Hoover, the, the American people did conspire. It was all to do with Vietnam. Why JFK was shot? Oh, no, that was all oh. it was. Oh, well, hang on a minute. Right. I'm not sure if JFK. I mean, JFK 
was into drugs. JFK was certainly into lots of lots and lots of sex with lots and lots of ladies. Was he into? I don't think. I think. Sorry. No, you can't. You can't libel. You can't libel the dead. Um, and it's it's pretty well. Proven. Can you? Yeah, his family can. In that case, um, uh, that was, of course, was a hilarious piece of satire, um, and yeah. I wish the Kennedys nothing but... No, 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 I, I think it's pretty well... I think it's pretty well out there. It's it's known out there. But I still it's think fantastic. that Trump is worse than JFK. No, he's an angel compared to JFK. Well, Trump, Trump, Trump goes around grabbing women by the pussy. The best in America will ever have. Well, it's, it's, say that again. He'll be the best president the Americans have ever had since Abraham Lincoln. What makes you think that? Because he's straight and he shoots for the hip and he looks at any crap for him. Yeah. He opens a man. No, in okay. China, and that wee daft Kermit Korea and the Russians, Putin, they can be with a like, but he's a man. He will. But the only problem that the problem's going to have is. He could be the next assassinated president. That's his problem. Stephen, I'm sorry, I've, I've got to interrupt. I hope you, you can stay on the line, Stephen. Stephen, do you remember the 1980s? There you go. I can't remember yesterday, but I'll try my base go for it. Well, do you remember um, in the 1980s, there was a fellow that was quite big on local radio and late-night regional television, a guy called James Whale. Do you remember him? I remember James Whale, yes. Yeah, he's, he's kind of back now. It's like a sort of care in the community thing is, is, is they, they let him come back on and do the warm-up for this show. Well, James is on the phone now. Good evening, Mr Whale. Oh, look, Ian, I'm so, I'm so, so sorry. Listen, I, I, uh, I, I didn't realise that tea was cold. It's not uh, supposed to be. It was freezing cold, James, and it looked like there was something green floating in it. No, no, it was... I don't, I don't drink tea with milk, you see, Ian. Right, right. And so it's just black, but it was a little warm for me, so I just put some cold water in, and I hoped it was all right for you. It was very... It was, wasn't was even tepid, James. It was very, very cold. Is he for a curly, Ian? So, hang on, Stephen, what? Is he for a curly? Did you understand that, James? What? No, I didn't. No, no. sorry, I didn't hear that. Don't, what did he say? I did, is he acting like curly? He's full of something, Stephen, isn't he? Let's let's yes. let's. Yeah, but, 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 but my phone call was about Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, but we're going to get into Jackson in a second, right? We'll just hang on, Stephen. Let me just deal with James because it, yeah, it's, it's nearly bedtime for him. So, James, uh, but, but, but have you have you called in to apologise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, you know, because you're my hero, and I'm so upset. I'm just getting home now, yeah. and and I thought, you know, before I before I park the car, I just wanted to ring and apologise for a few oh, things. Listen, tomorrow I'll make you the best cup of tea. I'll find out how warm and how 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 what oh, temperature James. you like and how much sugar you like. But please, Ian, please don't be upset. Oh, James, you're such a sweetheart. Oh, well, I, I misunderstood. I thought it was a prank. I thought you were trying to get one up on me. James, I accept your apology. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So we're, we're still friends, aren't we? Oh, of course we are, buddy. I'm looking forward to coming out shooting with you. Yeah, oh, please. Uh, anything you'd like to do, I'll, I'll make it happen for you as well. I've, I've left some money for you in an envelope on your desk to have a drink after the show. James, I was wondering, how would you feel if, if you and I swapped production team? If you had Catherine, and if I took Ash for, for a, a bit? Yes, I'd 
Well, I'd love to take Catherine, if that was all right with you. That, that would be yes. fine. That would be fine with me, yes. Yes. We'll sort yes. that out then, maybe next week. Oh, please, I would love that. Thank you so much, sir. James, it's a pleasure talking to you. Take care. Bye, Ian. Bye, Bye. James. Bye. Bye. Stephen, sorry. Hi, we're talking about Michael Jackson. We, we, okay, we've got, <laughs> got no idea what's going on tonight. I really don't know what's going on. I got new Michael meds. Jackson. I got new meds today. Diff- I'm taking different drugs, and I'm, even though I'm not started taking them, maybe they're having an effect on me already. Yes, Stephen, Michael Jackson. Yeah, well, I'll tell you something. He was heavily in debt. His career was in the gutter, and he all his promises were repossessed him. So conveniently, he took a world tour. Yeah. It's a hundred and fifty million in advanced ticket sales. Yep. And the day he was to start in the O2 Tour Arena, he conveniently drops dead. I don't think he was on the day oh, that oh, he was. Oh, it oh, wasn't. Oh, no, oh, hang on. It wasn't the day. It wasn't the day he was due to start. He was supposed. His first concert was in the, in the O2 Arena. In London, after to a hundred, let me finish. It's a hundred and fifty million in advance ticket sales. Yes. That guy, the, the world's great illusionist, that you look at, get on or something to call him. He made him disappear, and that poor doctor took the took the rap and get the jail. He so, but nobody knows where he's buried. Are you that saying, Stephen? Stephen, are you saying Michael Jackson is um is is died or he's still alive somewhere? He's still alive. Wow. And I'll tell you what, he stole it never, never land in there because they saved that property. And you only get Gellert, his friend, it's, he's the one that made him disappear. And he's the biggest illusionist. Stephen, thank you. Yes, Stephen, thank you very much indeed. Okay, I love it. Keep calling in, Stephen. I love it. That's Stephen, who um, last week told us the Queen died five years ago. This week is telling us that Michael Jackson is still alive. And living in Never Never Ranch. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. And the voice you heard earlier was uh, Mr. James Whale, who um, I thought he was playing a prank on me with the cold cup of tea. It turns out it was a, an honest mistake, and that is absolutely fantastic. Kadonk. Hey, baby, hip hip hip, cads. How are you, boss? <sighs> well, Caddick, I, I wasted a lot of money this afternoon. What you bought? I bought a ticket to see La La Land. Oh, uh, isn't that that film that won all the Golden Globes? It's the film... Well, I'm going to talk about it after 11, but I thought it was Dull Dull Land. It was... It, and this is... I know... Embra, uh, it's the Emperor's New Clothes, Caddick. It's a stinker. A proper snooze-fest. Yo, it was... Uh, two, three people walked out during the film. It would have been four... But I didn't have anywhere to go. Right. Well, anyway, we'll talk about that after 11. What you got for us, Cads? Well, I've got a feeling that someone else had died. Oh, yeah, go on. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, what, James Bond? Uh, killed by Blofeld. It's a loud clock in the background. The, the clock of doom. The what of doom? The clock of doom. Okay. And, um, so what, James Bond is dead or Daniel Craig is dead? 
James Bond. Okay, well, you said Daniel Craig. What, so when it did depends you... on who your favourite Bond is. It could be Pierce Bond that's dead. Could be Roger Moore that's dead. Okay, yeah. Could be Sean Connery or Timothy Dalton that's yeah, dead. Yeah, I know how it works. So when did James Bond die? He was killed by Blofeld after the destruction of the old MI6 headquarters. Oh, so sorry, this happened in your head. You got me. Thanks for calling, Caddick. Um, anyone know what the last 20 minutes has been about? Have we been, have we been infiltrated? Hey, I've got, get this, guys, I've got a pain from my throat up to my ear. That's, that's, that's got to be a good thing, hasn't it? And if I turn my head on its, on the left-hand side, it really aches. That's, that's got to be a healthy thing to have, hasn't it? Angela, stay there. I'm going to come to you after the news. 0344 499 1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. We've talked about JFK. We've talked about Bond. We've talked about Michael Jackson and the Queen. Uh, we'll talk about La La Land in a minute. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, it's a late night phoning show where you can call in about absolutely anything. Those are the things that I've been talking about. You're welcome to uh, pick up the phone and have your say on those. Or anything else that's running through your tiny little mind. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to take part. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Pick up the phone, give us a call now. Angela, you'll be next. I can see Richie's calling in as well. Uh, uh, Have you seen La La Land? It's getting five-star reviews everywhere. I saw it today and thought it was an absolute stinker. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Listen to this five-star review of La La Land. Audacious, retro, funny and heartfelt, La La Land is the latest great musical for people who don't like musicals and will slap a mile-wide smile across the most miserable of faces. Let's click on This is from Empire Magazine. An excellent, excellent resource. An excellent movie resource and reviewer. Pure, unadulterated joy is in short supply these days, both on the big screen and off, which makes Damien Chazelle's irresistible La La Land all the more cherishable. It's a five-star review, of which there are many. More than just a throwback to MGM musicals, it is a funny valentine to the entire history of the genre. As light on its feet as Fred Astaire... As big in its heart as Judy Garland. Just as Chazelle's whiplash was intense, he's the guy that made the drumming movie! Oh no! I genuinely didn't know that! That was a stinker as well! La La Land, especially in its first half, is footloose, not footloose, that's in the movie, that's a joke. And fancy free, buoyed by a clutch of great new songs and carried by the chemistry of Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. 
The film's capricious genius... The film's capricious genius is present in its opening sequence. On paper, the idea of an L.A. freeway traffic jam bursting out into song and dance sounds up there with root canal work. But here, um, it works... Per- it, that bit's good. <clears throat> I'll give you that. The first ten minutes, <clears throat> the opening scene is good. They're all stuck in a traffic jam. They all come out and start singing. I thought, oh, I, this is, I'm going to enjoy this. Although it annoyed me, because it's one of those opening scenes. It's ten minutes long, and it's done as one shot. And you're supposed to think, oh... This is clever. It's all done as one shot. I could see the joins. They have little bits when you go, that's where they, they stop shooting there. They stop. I could see the joins. You see? But it was still that to one side, being able to see the joins to one side. First ten minutes, wonderful. Fun. Upbeat. I thought, yes, I'm going to have some of this. Much of the bright, shiny quality is also down to its leads. Following pairings in Crazy Stupid Love, Stone and Gosling have chemistry and charisma to spare. I have never seen a Ryan Gosling movie. I'm sure he's an excellent actor. I was not convinced by him in this. I was not convinced by him at all. His dance moves, right? There are only a few little set-piece dances, maybe three... And his dance moves were technically excellent, but they felt a little bit soulless. It felt like he was saying, look, I've learned how to do this. Um, If Stone is the film's heart, Gosling is the soul. Uh, It's perhaps a tad over long and embroiled in the indie drama of Seb and Mia's relationship. Almost forgets to be a musical during the final third. But this doesn't detract from the film's mighty charms. A film about love made with love. It's hard to imagine any 2017 movie will leave you on a higher high. Oh, God, it was it was so it was so boring. It was so boring. I was so bored. <clears throat> it was so boring. Honestly, it was dull. The first 10 minutes were brilliant. The next 20 minutes, I thought, okay, it's, it was all right. I thought this is setting the scene and there's a couple of nice little tricks in there. There were only about five songs in it. That was it. There were only about five songs. And it just... It wasn't really a story. They fall in love, obviously. Then they go their separate ways. I won't do. I won't do a spoiler alert. Okay, but um, it just went on and on and on, and there were no. It wasn't like hair. You know, in hair, there's like half a dozen great songs you can sing. I, I can't sing. I can't. I can't think of any one of the songs that are in there. And I thought he was quite wooden in it. Now, am I the only person in the country, that, ha- that in the world, that hated this film? And I hated it. I hated it. I thought it was, I just thought it was awful. And I'm not saying it to be contrary. I'm not saying it to, you know, because that's kind of, you know, this show is supposed to be celebratory and is embracing stuff. But I felt so misled by all of the bad 
press, uh, by all of the good press, sorry, by all of the five-star reviews, everyone's saying, uh, it, it was on um, PM on Radio 4 the other day, because it had won, I think, seven Golden Globes. It's up for 11 BAFTAs, I think. And it's an absolute stinker of a film. It doesn't even... I mean, some bits of it look stunning, but it doesn't look stunning all the way through. And it isn't like those old MGM musicals. It isn't um, as, as fun and as clever as them. At all by a long stretch of the imagination. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. If anybody... I mean, you can call in and defend it if you want. You'd be more than welcome to do that. But um, I'd kind of like to hear from people who agree with me. And I know, it, you know, a lot of work went into it. And, you know, obviously the guy, that if it's the same guy that made Whiplash, me and him aren't going to have a great relationship. I also look forward to a listener tweeting all of the stars of that movie saying, hey, have you heard this guy slagging you off like someone did the other day about Citizen Khan? Thanks, man. This film isn't quite as bad as Citizen Khan, but it's bad. It's a turkey. And it really is the Emperor's new clothes there's a story in um where is it there's a story in the star about how cinemas are opening up here we go musical mayhem as la la land sells out cinemas put on extra shows angela richie and dennis i'll come to you in a minute movie lovers are flocking in their droves to see smash hit musical la la land The old-school Hollywood flick has been selling out cinema screens across the UK. Film fans are being told they'd need to book weeks ahead for the chance to see the award-winning production. In its opening weekend, La La Land raked in six million quid as it shot to the top of the UK box office, selling three times as many tickets as any other movie. Frenzied UK fans have forced cinema bosses to lay on extra shows to meet the surging demand. Three people walked out of this screening, and I would have done. It would have been four, but I didn't have anywhere to go. And also, I was watching it in Leicester Square, so I was going to get as. I was going to suck out as much as I could of the. I don't know, what did I pay, 13 quid or something for a ticket? I had a big bag of um, sweeties that I finished just as the film started. 0344 499 Richie! Ian! Have you seen La La Land? Not quite yet. I was planning to go with the girls, um, but now you've uh, sort of put me off a little bit by the sounds of things. Well, what I'd like, Richie, is I'd like you to be my La La Land correspondent. When, 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 what girls and, and when were you planning to see it with the aforementioned women? Uh, I'm going to, <clears throat> I'm going to take the children. How old? Am I not the, allowed to? How old are the children? Uh, fourteen and fifteen. We're nearly sixteen, and they're, they're they're female. They're girls. They are girls. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know yeah. fourteen, fifteen-year-old girls. So I don't know how their mind works. I'd be. I'd, take them, Richie, and then when you've seen it, could you? Yeah. Um, uh, I tell you what. Could, could, have you got a little? Can you record on your telephone? Uh, yep. Can you record your girls coming out of the cinema and giving their honest review of the film, and then email it to me? <laughs> 
again. Can, can yeah, you do not? that? Let's let, let's do that. Let's get fourteen and fifteen year old girls' perspective on this, um, because uh, in it, my heart, it looks really great. I mean, it, the idea of the whole film looks ideal. They they they'd love it, wouldn't they? Surely. Uh, it, it, it's two hours and eight minutes long, and there aren't as many songs Ooh. in it as I would expect for a musical. And it's not as um, it, it's not particularly. Let me know what they think. Well, I, well, I took I took them up to London. We went to see Mamma Mia, and they absolutely loved it. They they have taken two weeks for them to to come down off it. Um, and I just thought this would be the kind of next uh, the next stage, as it were. Did you see that? Did they see Mamma Musical uh, Mamma Mia the film or the stage play? The stage the stage show. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is it nothing absolutely... like that. Absolutely mm. nothing like that. It sounds as if it's proper pony by by what you're sort of uh, describing. Yeah, it's an absolute stinker. But let me. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to ruin the experience for you, uh, Richie. <laughs> okay. Let me know what the girls think. Well, I'll give it a go. We're going this weekend, so um, I'll let you know. Yep, 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 yep. Well, okay. So, well, so if, you... I send, if I send, go on. No, so say email it. Email. Get them to record something and email it, and we'll play it out on the air. <laughs> okay, I'll pass it by them first nice and make one. sure that they're okay. Of course, of course, of course, of course. If they're not up for it, then they don't have to do it. Uh, what did you call in for, Richie? Uh, just a quick one, because um, I haven't spoken to you for a little while, because I've been uh, going through a few interesting stages of life. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, um, what, what, uh, I, I, was, I was doing quite a bit of drinking beforehand. Uh oh, and um, no, it's, it's been it's been really good. Uh, I've had three months totally dry. Beautiful, well done, and been really enjoying it. But it does get quite boring in the evenings, you know. Well, yes, I do. And then know. Christmas comes know. along, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, uh oh. And all the yeah, drinks so seem, all the drinks seem to be glowing at Christmas, don't they? Uh, they look very not, inviting. Not easy. No, did you yeah, get through it or not? Uh, I did okay. Okay. Well, I, I've decided. I've decided that I'm not. I, I can't just go right. That's it. I'm never going to drink again. I just like. I, I enjoy beer. I enjoy yes. a glass of wine. Yes. So I just did it gently and took it steady. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but what I did do in the process of um, stopping drinking. Was I went to start online gaming, and I found that <laughs> what, more on, addictive. What when you say online gaming, do you mean gambling? No, okay. gaming like okay. yeah. X, Xboxing. You're oh, quite yeah. into your Xbox. I'm into. I'm totally into my Xbox. Yes, I am. What you've what, you been playing yeah. online, Richie? Uh, well, I've been. It's an old. It's the old. The old Grand Theft Auto, yeah. and you can't knock it. No, it classic. It's it an absolute classic. I used to play it when I was a boy. Yeah. Well, in the early in the early days, when we used to look over the top, and now it's a totally immersive game that you just cannot put down. And I find myself having kind of, you know, looking like right. I've, I've finished work. I want to get home. I'll, I want to go and sit down for two or three hours and, and play the game again. Mm. And I'm now concerned that I'm getting having well having problems with it, and I want to sort of stop doing it as quite as much. I'm going to be moving in with a new uh, with a new lady friend. Uh-oh, yeah. And she really doesn't like gaming. No. So I've got to stop gaming. Well, have you got to stop? Well, um, 
Mm. Have you got a stop? Well, yeah, I'm supposed to be sitting on the sofa with her, aren't I? I can't be sitting on yeah, the sofa, but, sofa with. But 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 you're still allowed to do things. You're still allowed to do things on your own, aren't you? Well, yeah, but it's the evenings, isn't it? Well, then sell the Xbox or the PlayStation or whatever it is you got. Oh, really? Well, y- would you sell? Would you sell yours? No, I'd I'd, I'd reach a compromise. Should I see if I can get her to join in? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's a, that's that's an option, or <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, at uh, my house. I, I tend to play the Xbox when everyone else goes out. Because I work silly hours, I can do that. When everyone goes out or everyone's gone to bed, I'll have an hour or so on there. Yeah, it is very... It's, you get dipped dip, dip right into it, and, and, and a couple of hours is gone, though, isn't it? I'll tell you what you want to play. Rocket League. Get rock, I got Rocket League the other day. It's football, but with cars. It's flipping mental. <laughs> it is Rocket mental. League. Yeah, it's only a few quid. <laughs> All right, I'll get down the old sex shop and have a look at that. Well, you get yeah, it online. Get it online. I got it online for like it was literally a few quid, I think, and it's it's mental football with cars. So I think I'll have to have a look at that because I've been enjoying that um, Paradise City as well. That's that's been that's pretty pretty full on. Yep. yep. And uh, you got you got me into that one because your boys are enjoying the um, yep, yep. the soundtrack. I thought that was great fun. Richie, listen, you work out a compromise. You can work out a compromise. You can do that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Angela Dennis, come to you after this. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we call you back. Um, rules are very, very simple. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. Maybe you'll hear something that we're chatting about and you think, oh, yes, I'll have some of that. Um, or perhaps there's something you want to get off your chest. Or um, I've been trying to think of something funny and clever to say all day about um, Theresa May's Brexit plans. But I got a bit bored at number three. She's, uh, she had 12 points, didn't she? I got up to number three and I went, ah, said, she's a bit boring. Going to switch this off. So I, I, I have literally no idea what we're going to do. Is it going to be all right? Will it be all right, will it? Wicked. Of course it will. Angela! Evening, Ian. How are you? I'm all right, thank you, Angela. How is you? I'm not too bad. Uh, guess where we going for the night? Um, uh, UFOs watching? No, Robert Castle, ghost hunting. Hey, what, when, when are you going? We're going spring. Um, you know what? I think I'm busy then. What nine? What nine spring? I don't know. I'll have to check the calendar. My neighbour wants to go, and her partner wants to go, so we've got to raise it round when she don't work. Well, and um, it sounds. I mean, it sounds absolutely terrifying. Do you have to pay? Um. Well, the room is £75 a night. Which what not the heck? £75? <laughs> but it says she's coming home. <laughs> so you get to, what, do you get to sleep there? Yeah, you get to sleep there. In a bed? Yeah. And I'm just waiting for my camera to come along. But yeah. I said to my neighbour, if you take, like, equipment, like phones, don't leave it anywhere, because it will, the spirit will just take it away and wash it. It will just, mm. yeah, take it away. Yeah, it, it is an old-fashioned 
um, building, isn't it? Well, exactly. Um, yeah. I'm. Do you know what? Where, where is Warwick? It's not far from Coventry. It's a few miles up the road, just about. Can it, this? There must be a way. Listen, I'm. I'm a very, very powerful and influential celebrity. There must mm. be a way I can get this um, facility for free. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? If I can get it, yeah, yeah, I'll go if I can get it for free. Yeah, and I'll come with you. Well, yeah, that's a bit. I don't know. I don't know how we could get there. No, um, you. I'll meet you there. No, that's no worries. I could get. We can get there. Not a problem. Weird. No. Um, Actually, you go and let me know how mm. scary it is, (laughs) and then I'll send Kath. Hmm. And, um, if she comes back alive, then maybe I'll consider going. Yeah, well, I've been looking at my old pamphlet, because me and Mum went years ago. Oh, your I still pamphlet. got yeah. Yeah. I still got that in good condition. And I was looking through different sites and that. Yeah. Uh, when you went, when you went with, when you went with your Mum, mm, did you see any, young. did you see any ghoulies? Well, I felt a bit scared when we went to Dino Dungeons, yeah. but, Oy. yeah, that was scary. Yeah, it was yeah. creepy. That's probably where the ghosts are going to be, then. Dungeons. Yeah, I know. Um, have you have you spotted any more alien well, invasions? What, what's the name of the app you've got? Because I couldn't find, I couldn't find the app to spot it, aliens. It, it's called the Rio Radar Scanner, but I think I caught one of our aircrafts on there because because they're always looking after us, aren't they? Up there, so it could have been one of them. Are you set? What's it called? The real. Real radar. Real. Hang on a minute. Mm. Let me go to my app store. On, on your phone? Yeah, you could get it on your phone. Oh. Or, depending on what phone you got, you might have a better phone than me. Real radar. Um, Real radar. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's no. quite good. It doesn't, it doesn't come up on the iPhone. Oh, it's got po- Pokemon. I've got Pokemon radar. Why do you have a Pokemon <laughs> radar? It's stupid. Stupid. Real radar. It's just called Real radar. Yeah, something like that. No, mate. No. Uh, I can't. Um, Real Radar for Ghosts. Yeah. Is it that? Yeah, you can have that one. Um. Some, but some say that it says that not to be messed with. Uh, here we go. Hey, listen to this, right? This is brilliant. Fair mm. play. This is brilliant. This is Real Radar for Ghosts by Jim Stevens, mm. right? Oh, this is an app for your iPhone. I'm Description. Sorry. Using mm-hmm. using years of technological advances in the detection field, mm-hmm. Real Radar for Ghosts allows the user to scan around their environment and can report the position, distance and strength of potential paranormal apparitions. Oh, yeah. Feature, I'm going to download this. Features yeah. include mm-hmm. real-time radar display... Detection sound, mm. accurate up to almost seven metres, variety of rare ghost I- identification such as poltergeists. Um, you're encouraged? You are encouraged to use real radar for ghosts with caution and never to enter any dangerous areas or do any potentially dangerous activities while using this app. Um, disclaimer, scientific testing cannot support the accuracy of the data provided by the app. Hey, f- hang on a minute, let's go to, uh, um, hey, I'm going to get that, I'm going to get that now, see if there's any ghosts in the studio. 
You never know, do you? You do. Well, this is it. Regular listeners will know. What's my password for this? I have a different password for this. What is it called again? Um, Real Radar for Ghosts. Real Radar for Ghosts, right. It's, it's, um, it's installing now. And once we've got that, Mm. because regular listeners will know, Angela, that, um, up until about a year ago, I was dead against ghosts. I didn't believe in them. I thought it was all rubbish. But but as I get older, the more the, the um the more I the more hang on a minute, I'm gonna say something wise here. Let me think. The more I learn here we go, this is it. The more I learn, the less I know. Oh mm-hmm. T- can someone do me a favour? Anyone who's good with computers, if you can get a, a silhouette, it's gotta be a silhouette of an American Indian. Um, Native American, excuse me, stood on a mountain. It's got to be a silhouette. And if you can put those words there, the words I just said, the more I learn, the less I know. Um, it, Ian Lee, 27. And put that, and we'll, we'll, we'll make that. That'll become a meme. So if you can do that, that'll be excellent. Thank you. I think I've heard of that saying. No, you haven't. Yeah, just now. For, what the, no, that's it. That shows what a good saying it is. You think you've heard it, but you haven't. But it sounds like the kind of thing that someone should have said by now. Mm. Yeah, and that is real wisdom. That's real wisdom. Right. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Would you like to see a ghost, Ian? I would love to. I would love to see a ghost, Angela. I can't think of anything that I would like to see more. I'd like. Well, I can actually. A, a, a very sexy, um, <laughs> a sexy ghost from the olden days is what mm. I would like to see. Well, you don't know what happened here once. I'll, I'll email you it. Is it erotic? No, but people won't believe us. I'll email you it in tell, a bit. Tell us, tell us, because, you know, I'm, I'm open-minded. Well, well, I had my nephew, Harry, and we were all sitting, and my partner was all sitting watching telly. Yeah. And suddenly we saw this really dark figure go across, and he was torn, and he went through the telly, and it we couldn't my 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 nephew was freaking out. Yeah, I bet. I bet and, he was. and he was really scared and he's not normally scared. Yeah. And that means that Dante Angel gone pale. He said what? He said Dante Angel gone pale. Yeah. And I even I you know, it was taller and, and it blanked the telly. Yeah. Completely blanked the telly. But better not do this to this new one. Yeah. But anyway, it really blanked it, and I was. Mm, my partner saw it, and he don't believe. So poor Harry had to save his uncle Dave. That he is, was scared. That is. Call it a man. That is absolutely and terrifying. It was because because Harry said to me, "You're right, Auntie Anne. She don't look well." So I ain't seen that for a long time because I switched off from it, you see. And uh, I got sky and. Thought laugh out loud, like you know, but but they, they sorted um, they sorted the sky stuff out for us again. Okay, okay. But 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 they they said they've had wor- they've had worse about. I've stuff got like to that. stop you. The, yeah. Stop this. The ghost detector has detected something. Oh it. Flipping Hang on a minute. Let me let me plug this in here. Shut up. Shut. Up. I didn't even press play then, and that started playing. Um. Mm. So I've got the ghost detector. 
and there is something 4.4 metres away from me, and its strength is 6. Mm. And it's um, to the northwest of me, and it says the mood or stroke type is undetectable. That might be an apparition, then. What the hell does that mean? Let me tap on that. Doesn't... It means it's probably then... That is messed up. That yeah. is messed up. That is mm. messed up. Yeah. Oh, it's moving! Yeah. Ah! It's moving! It is moving! Oh, it's going... Oh, God! How do I kill it? Do you have a... I want to kill it. I want to kill it. What the hell is that? Sweet. Oh, Angela, I've got to go because I'm wetting no myself. Tutty bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'll keep you informed what happens after this. Late night, Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I'm just tweeting. Um, hang on, the ghost app has detected something. I'm just tweeting a picture of the um, the reading. Just tweeted the picture. That that is that is actually freaky. Speak. Oh, it's probably just picked up that Dennis is on the line. Turn your um, flipping radio off, Dennis. Dennis. Something. I'm just tweeting the Dennis. The reading. Oh Jesus. Just tweeted the picture. That Dennis. Actually, freaky. Speak. Oh, it's probably just picked up that Dennis is on the line. Turn your radio off, Dennis. Good evening, Ian. Oh, you're, you're last. You're last. You're there. Hello. Yes, Dennis. Dennis. What the hell is wrong with this man? Let me try him here. Dennis. 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 Yes. Can you hear me? Ah. He's gone. Well, that was fun. I wouldn't bother calling him back. I wouldn't bother. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. That leaves us for the first time this evening caller less. We have zero calls. Um, so now will be an excellent time to um, to call up. No one's phoned in to say they agree with me about La La Land, which makes me wonder, am I a lone voice in the wilderness crying out the emperor is naked? Because I, I, I can't understand how anybody... Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. Yeah. I can't understand how anybody could enjoy... That film, and I do think that um, there is, I do think that sometimes there are films where reviewers are scared to break rank and come out and say, well, yeah, everyone's giving it four and five stars, and I, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. It's not any good. Hang on, let's see if this old boy's back. Yes, Dennis! Good morning. Oh, no, it's good afternoon. No, good evening. Oh, yes. Just ring it. You messed about with that machine and it cut my telephone off. Oh, I know. Spooky, huh? Or maybe I it was just I didn't believe it, it but I was just ringing awful. to tell you, after all these people who've been saying that the Queen was dead five years ago. Well, it was only one guy. But you know, it'll be false news if you hear that I've died. Oh. 
False news. Look at you with your finger on the pulse. Yeah, I'm all right. I eat lots of tablets every day. There's a crack given me, but uh, they've not killed me yet. Oh, well, let's... Uh, let's... He's trying bloody hard, I must admit. You can keep trying. Yeah, what he does? I just wanted to say... It would be false news if somebody rang in and said I'd kick the bucket. Well, that, that, well, Dennis, then that's that's great to know that. Thanks for keeping us informed. Well, no, I get out of bed in the morning, kick the bucket. It hurts. I know I've not kicked the bucket. There we go. And we're, 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 we're repeating the material, so it's time to move on. Look at this. How tall is this fellow? He's only six foot one. Look at that. Hang on a minute. I don't... Uh, something about this picture I don't... Something about that boy I don't like. A dad cut short his £800... He looks like, um... He looks like my mate Justin Daly if he'd got Moonface. A dad cut short his £800 family holiday because the ceiling... The hotel ceiling was so low... He could not stand up. What? I don't understand the picture. That looks like... You know you get those rooms. You remember... Um, uh, I'm going to give you a reference that no one will remember apart from me. Lenny Henry did a series of adverts for Smith's Square Crisps. It's weird. It's weird. And he filmed it in one of those rooms where you walk, the room looks like it's a normal room and you walk from one end to the other and it appears that the room, either, either the room is shrinking or you are growing. Right? And it's an optical illusion. And I've been in one of those rooms. It's, it's fun. Right? And, and that's what this looks like. It looks like, he looks like a white Lenny Henry from the um, Smith's Square Crisps advert. That's what he looks like. Ross Moore, 37, who is six foot one inches, complained and was told all the rooms were five foot eight. This is... Well, hang on. Is it an old? Is it an old hotel? Because people were shorter in the olden days. That's why when you go into an old country cottage, you know, uh, from like the 1600s, you have to duck because they were all they were all tiny people. It's genetics. Genetically, we have grown taller. We know that. That's why you got, you duck and you bump your head. Have you, you ever bumped your head really hard on one of those door frames? You probably won't have, Kath, because even on, if you stood on the box, you couldn't reach it. Um, Ed, you're a tall lad. Have you ever smacked your head like an old door frame in an old, you've never done it. Boom. Like one of those whacks where everyone can hear it throughout the house and they go, you're right. You go, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. And then just like, oh, ah, and you, you're on the floor. You get, you're on the floor. You know, in cartoons, when you get like stars going around their heads, that actually happens. Oh, oh my head. Oh. You just like, boom, walk into it. He said, it was like the place was designed for Oompa Loompas. Oh, mate, 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 mate. That suddenly this story will make sense, right? And all sympathy is gone. Ross said he suffered a bad back from stooping at trendy hotel Rocky Pop in the south of France. All hotel rooms in France 
are minuscule. Everybody knows that. But the, the worst hotel I ever stayed in was in Paris, right? And we went into the... And it looked like a really nice hotel. And we went into the lobby of the hotel. Busy lobby um, uh, 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 the hotel, right? And we went in and they said, we will show you do your room. And they walked over to the lift in the lobby and opened a door to the right of the lift and said, this is your room. And we went, what? It's bad enough. It's bad enough having a room next door to the lift. But a room next door to the lift in the lobby? Cheeky French gits. It was awful. It was awful. Of course, it was tiny as well. All rooms in France are tiny. Unless, unless, unless the French have got some something going on where they only show us the tiny rooms. But if you're French, you get a massive, huge room, a suite. Well, the word suite is French. They must have. It's a con. They're tricking us. His wife, Claire Wright, and children, Jack Seven and Hugo Four, had driven 800 miles from Bridport, Dorset. Well, that's irrelevant. Two 800s in this. That's unusual. 800 pounds, 800 miles. That's uh, eh? Anyone there? Eh? Is it? Caterer Ross said, They said we should have known the signs when we booked. The family left after three days of a five-night stay but got no refund. The hotel refused to comment. Look, can you look this place up for me, Catherine? It's the Rocky Pop in um, Chamonix. See if it says on the website, Tiny Rooms. Also, I've stayed in luxurious hotels and I've stayed in horrible hotels the thing about, and it's slightly different when you've got kids i suppose but the thing about the hotel is and catch i'll come to you in a minute um that's not what the holiday is as long as i've got a bed i mean that you want tiny hotel rooms go and stay in a hotel room in tokyo Aye. unless you're spending a fortune they are we twice i've stayed in a hotel rooms in tokyo on two separate occasions where only one of us could move about the room at a time Honestly, that's not even an exaggeration. Uh, we had the suitcase in a corner, the bed was wedged in, and only one person could move. But do you know what? When the other person was up having a shower, one person stayed in bed. When the other person wanted to have a shower, the other person went and lay down. Because it's a hotel. The hotel isn't the uh, isn't the holiday. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Oh, beautiful, Isaac. Steve, beautiful, absolute players. If you follow me on Twitter, you're going to get some powerful memes that you can use. Um, I'd love to see this p- printed up, laminated, and put on a student's wall. I'll retweet. Late nights with Ian Lee, Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Catherine, get on that microphone and tell me what you just typed on the screen, please, in reference to the, what's it called, Pop 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 Hotel? The Rocky Pop in Chamonix. The um, Rocky Pop. The Rocky, the Rocky Pop. Pop. The, the Mucky Pop. Not the Mucky Pop. Oh, the Rocky Pop. Um, well, they've got various rooms. They've got a mezzanine, they've got a double room. In English, please. We are English. We are out of Europe now. Brexit is happening. It's going to be hard. In English. Don't give me mezzanine. Give me English. Oh, they've got various rooms. Thank you. Um, and they refer to them as cocoons. 
Okay. Is that, is, is that English? Well, they, they, I've read it in French, but they I translated it. Into is cocoon, cocoon an English word, or is it a Frenchy word? Well, I've translated it, so it's now from, an English from word. From what? Cocon. Mm, Which sounds a bit rude in French, actually. Cocon. Yeah, don't say it. Cocon. Catty won't like that. Uncocon, s'il vous plaît, garçon. Oh, garçon, uncocon. Wow. Yeah. We're out of Europe, mate. I can say what I like about them. Hard Brexit all the way. Cock-on. Yeah, here we go. Cock-on. Um, if you want to hear cock-on, um, 7 to 10, Monday to Thursday, James Well. Katia! Cock-on, Katia! <laughs> cock-on, Tommy! <laughs> cock-on, Tommy! Well, hello. Hello. I'm, I'm going to talk about the La La Land. And, uh, yeah, I, wa- I wanted to say, now with the ghosts being here, you're going a bit uh, crazy with that, aren't you? I'm rolling my eyes every time you mention the ghosts. Why Why is it crazy, Katya, to, to, to think that there might be things that we can't perceive or understand? Right. Oh, well, that that's, uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So why, I don't understand why, hey, you hmm. know that if we were to get your hand, let's just get your hand and you put it on the table, yeah? Okay. And you can see it's a hand and five fingers. If you zoom in closer, you just see the hand. You zoom in closer, you can see the hairs on the back of the hand. You can see the skin. You zoom in closer. Closer and closer and closer and closer. You're getting as close as you can. What you will see is not a solid object. What you will see Mm. are thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of atoms. Do you know atoms? Yes. Tens of thousands of atoms, right? that make up your hand. But they're not all connected. They're just bouncing around. They're bouncing, bouncing, bouncing all over the place. Bounce, bounce, bounce. All these tens of thousands of atoms are bouncing, bouncing all over the place. Your hand, Katia, is not a solid object. You perceive it as being a solid object, but it's made up of tiny, tiny atoms that are not connected at all right right you know but you know that as a fact yeah that's a fact yeah yeah i know that you know that the table the desk i've got here is not a solid object made up of tiny this has probably got hundreds of thousands of atoms in right (laughs) so if all these atoms right make everything around us everything around us right nothing is solid in the world is it no, I know. They say if you were to compress everything in the world, it would be like uh, contained in a very small dice or something like oh, that. Oh no, no, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense. Well, but, well, it that does. doesn't. No, that doesn't make any sense. You put everything into a tiny dice. No, 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 no. That's that. You. I don't know who you've been talking to, but that's clearly nonsense. What I'm saying is that um, everything we perceive to be solid or hard, steady on, guys. This is a science lecture. Stop making up your own jokes. But even that is not, it's not solid, it's not hard, it's made up of tens of thousands of atoms that are not connected. So, now you know that, Katia, yeah. why are you so arrogant to say that ghosts don't exist? Okay, well, where do It's arrogance, it's arrogance. Ghosts, well, sorry, I can't, uh, I can't see, I can't see the ghosts in there, can I? I mean... What's that got to do with ghosts? What do you mean, what's it got to do with ghosts? Yeah. What, what it's got to do with ghosts is there are things beyond uh, your comprehension. 
Yes, I know that. That Not goes English without language. saying. Huh? Uh, but uh, right, I didn't want to talk about ghosts. Well, you called well, them. You've you've started this conversation. <laughs> you literally yes. started talking about, about ghosts. ghosts. I did. Uh, mea culpa, I didn't want to do that. Um, well, what did you want to do? Do that about the La La Land. By the way, Matt is, um, Matt Smith has downloaded the Ghost app and he's just tweeted me, Ian, I think I need a priest or something. My house <laughs> is riddled with them. Help, oh my God, help. <laughs> You've done the wrong letter there, Matt. If you want to do, um, if you want to extend the word help, it's the E's. The E's and then, and then a slightly less L's. You want, help! He's just done loads of P's, so it's help! So that doesn't work, Matt, so I'm afraid you're on your own, buddy. But he does actually have one, two, three, four ghosts. Um, including an irritated ghost, 1.58 metres from him. Right. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, Katya, La La Land. Yeah, La La Land. Um, I haven't watched that, but I've watched uh, the previous movie, The the Whiplash. Oh, that was awful as well. See, well, that's the thing. I watched it because Scott, I saw Scott was saying, oh, that's really good, that's really good. Scott Balcony, do you mean? The T-shirt printer from Uxbridge, yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I looked on Netflix, it was there, wow. it was all about drums, and I said, oh, that's, that's fantastic, yeah. uh, Roger's going to love it. That's what I thought, yeah, Ro- yeah. I thought Roger's going to love it, so I'm going to watch it, so me and Roger have got something to talk about. Oh, no, we can't, because he doesn't exist. No, no, no. And uh, so we watched uh, that, we, we, we sat down on the sofa, it started really well, because he liked it. I could see that for once he wasn't, uh, you know, watching his iPad whilst uh, we have a movie on. Yes. A bit irritating. Doing Tinder on there while <laughs> yeah. in your company or grinder. Uh, and uh, I mean, the the, the teacher that he is such a great actor in there, isn't he? You have to admit he is fantastic. Oh, he's great, but I would rather see him playing a Nazi or you know because because that's the character he was playing was it was like a Nazi yeah. or I you know mean. an evil warlord. And I'm not yeah. saying that word flippantly. He, he he was playing that kind of character, except. He's mm-hmm. teaching drum, teaching jazz to some yeah. musicians in LA. That's true. So, uh, so uh, his acting was great, but not for that film. Okay, but then, the... but then he's yeah. uh, hang on, he's also in La La Land, right? Is he? Yeah, he's in it a little bit, and that should right. And I think he's a great actor, right? But he's also in La La Land, and there's a bit where everyone's like doing a song and dance, and he does the song and dance, right? Mm-hmm. Like just a little bit. But he can't do it. He can't do the dance bit. Okay. And I think the director should have said, Not my rhythm! <laughs> not my rhythm! Not my rhythm! Let's try again. No! Not my rhythm! Let's go again. Oh, he should have, that's a whiplash joke for you guys. Uh, and, uh, anyway, middle of the movie, uh, there's this crash scene. It's, no, it's, what is it, three-quarter, is it? When the, the accident... Well, don't... Well, don't do, sp- spoiler alert, Okay, Katia. sorry! Oh, oh, God, there's something. It's a little bit fast. Well, you've just... You've just <laughs> said it. You've just said it. By going, no. oh, sorry, well, there was something, doesn't negate the word that... You, the fact that you said the word crash. Did I? Okay, I wasn't meant to say that. Maybe uh, uh, the drum crashes... Yeah, the, the drum crashes somewhere, um, and... I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna sit back and let you... Dig no, I didn't one. say that. Anyway, 
So because just before that, uh, Roger was really enjoying uh, the movie as well. You know, I was watching him. He was watching. It's like, oh yeah, we're bonding over the movie. Yeah. This is going really well. Great night. Great night. <laughs> yeah. And then. Then there's this uh, scene, and then oh my god! Where the drums crash. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and I could see his face was melting. Like what the? And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, well that's a bit far fetched. But then let's carry on watching, you know? As if drums, as if drums would ever crash. <laughs> anyway, then uh, okay, we're going to the end of the movie, and I'm thinking, oh, that's a really good movie. And uh, we're going up. Don't say the ending. No. <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Yeah. I've played in bands, uh, you know, uh, uh, for a bit of fun, and I've seen bands, and I've seen... I like drummers. I've, I've watched a lot of drummers, okay? And I've seen... Yeah. I've, I'd love to be able to play the drums. I can't, but I've wa- I watch drummers. I've never seen a drummer in performance have bloody hands, sweat literally pouring off of every bit, and them obviously not enjoying themselves. Mm. Every drummer I've ever seen has had the time... You ever watch Top of the Pops, right? When the camera comes up underneath the drums, the drummer's always got time to turn and pull a face at the camera. Ooh, does that? (laughs) I have never seen a miserable drummer. And yet, if you watch that film, you think that all drummers... Um, that it's, it's torture for them to play the drums. No, it's not... torture for them to play the drums. I've seen a drummer fainting in front of us, uh, um, playing live, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, who, who was that? But well, that was one of your silly heavy metal bands. Wasn't it? <laughs> okay. That was probably embarrassment. And anyway, and end of the Whiplash movie. Yes. Uh, I'm thinking, ah, oh, that's lovely. We've watched a lovely movie and et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And then R- Roger is really angry about the movie. Yeah, I was. But, so why was he angry? Why was your fictional boyfriend angry about it? Because he says, uh, uh, first of all, uh, that scene that I can't talk about, it's yes. just really... Yeah, it, never was, seen it was ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> and nothing more ridiculous than that. Yeah. And I, I tell him, you know, it's just... just oh, no, but that scene. was ridiculous. The bit where um, uh, the, 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 the teacher stitches him up... That was ridiculous. The practicing, that was ridiculous. Not, not my rhythm. Try again. Try again. Not my rhythm. No, no, no. Not my rhythm. Try again. That was ridiculous. The fact that when he sacks the guy for being slightly out of tune, that was, everything about that film was ridiculous. It's an awful movie. And that won like a million awards. Yeah, well done them. Well deserved. Well deserved. Anyway, you're, you're two grumpy men. Thanks for calling, Katia. I'm confused. Is she saying she enjoyed Whiplash? I don't... I, 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 I have literally no idea where um, where we went with that. Terrible film. And everyone... Um... Oh, here we go. We've got time for this. 03444991000. A walker walker but, uh, rushed to save what he thought was a woman drowning in a river before spotting it was a sex doll i mean how um wet did they get inappropriate choice of words the saucy dummy saucy do people actually you you know they blow up dolls do people actually use them 
for that, or is it just to carry them around on stag nights? Does any has anyone ever actually inflated a a, a, a blow up doll and um you know made love to it? Sex robots, I get. Sex bots, I get, because they're hot now. Kind of hot. They're hot enough. They're hot enough. They're hot enough. Um, but a blow-up doll? The saucy dummy was bobbing up. This is the second spelling mistake. Or second mistake I've spotted. In, and I corrected the last one about the, the hotel. Listen to this. The saucy dummy was bobbing up on down. That's the second story that's got the wrong word in. Um, in the River Medway. Maidstone, Kent. Uh, Maidstone, that makes sense. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We have no calls lined up, so the last hour is entirely open to you. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Another hour to go. No calls lined up, dear listeners. So if you want to come on the air now, is the perfect time. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh looky here, it's midnight. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on a minute, that's doing that weird thing sometimes that YouTube does where it distorts, and I want to play this, so I'm going to play it, hang on a minute, I wonder if I can buy it, go away, um, I've got the album, but it's on CD, Action. Um, hang on a minute, because it, it's a nice little song, I've, I've not been able to stop playing this, um, um, this album in my car, but maybe, oh no, don't tell me you, uh, um, don't tell me you can't get it on iTunes. And, uh, oh, you can't. You can't. And that terrible. You can't get it on iTunes. Hmm, what to do? I'm not going to play it, because I want to play it, and I want it to be in a good quality, what you can hear. And I don't think... Um, hang on a minute. Hey, Rory! Oh, hey. How's it going, Ian? It's Ian. Yeah, I've beat... I think I've beaten, um... Oh, I think I've beaten iTunes. I've come up with an album that they don't have. I wonder if it's Do you have Spotify? Can you play on Spotify? Let's have maybe? a look on Spotify. Although I don't have, um, I have free Spotify. Oh, and then you would play ads, and there would be the wrong ads. Well, get well, trouble off common. No, they don't. Um, they don't have it on there. Oh, it's God. a band called Eclection, right? Oh wow! Yeah. And Danny Baker recommended the album to me, and 50% of it is a masterpiece. The other stuff's, yeah, it's all right. But 50% of it is an absolute masterpiece. Um, and it's this weird, it's not, it's, it's kind of folky. It's kind of a little bit like the last Mamas and the Papas album, People Like Us, which was their contractual obligation album, which a lot of people think is a bit wimpy, but actually he's got some really nice tunes on. And it's like that. But I want I've only got it on C D and the version on YouTube Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Let me just have a little look, see if someone else has posted it. But well, it's in like two forty P four you need at least four eighty P on you, YouTube you, for good. But they, what they do a lot of um no, that's that version. 
Uh, oh, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang. Who's this? It's Michelle here, and I have an amazing shopping tip for you guys today. Go away. It's Michelle, that's not... Michelle, I typed in what I wanted, and you popped up. Um, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Let me just try... pay for free stuff. Oh, let's get it from... Hang on. Let's get it from the record. Here we go. Oh, sh- 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 sh. Have this, have this, have this, have this.
joke at the end. Little joke at the end. I love that. That's not even. It wasn't the song I was thinking of, but still, I love that. I love that, Rory. Yeah. Bit folky. What, what, what was the joke? Well, just that little music. This is a little musical uh, movement. Here we go. Listen to the musical movement. Here we go. musical joke at the end there. I like that. I wonder does it have a name? I always ask my musician friend do do things like that have names but he says they don't really. Oh. Good evening Rory. Thanks for calling in. What have you called in for? Um, I set up the email address for people that pen pal me, oh! do digital pen pal. Oh, okay. And I thought you'd been thinking about it all day. No, if I'm going to be honest I'd completely (laughs) forgotten all about it. Um, yeah. Right, so, R- Rory is looking for digital pen pals. Yeah, that sounds a bit 1997, but, um, yeah. Uh, What's I, your I, email address then, Rory? It was, as you suggested, I was. I tried to get imasadcase at gmail.com, but I got iamasadcase at gmail.com. I am a sad case. At gmail.com. Gmail.com. And please don't send him... Yeah. ...abuse. Let's get... Mm. Let's get serious, right? Don't send him abuse. Don't send him, um, hardcore pornography or softcore. Don't send him any kind of pornography. Don't sign him up for spam and stuff. This is... Tell us a little bit about yourself, Rory. Oh, um, I am a 39-year-old single man from Derry in Northern Ireland, and... I um, have recently uh, decided that I would like to have a pen pal, because I never had a pen pal when I was a child. I have no specific topics or anything that I want to talk about. i just um interested in long-form written conversations. So if anyone like, would like to engage in long-form written conversations with me, um, not necessarily with a view to anything else other than having long-form written conversations. Um, well, between three and eight paragraphs <laughs> um, at a time, then... I'm putting this on my Facebook page as well. Then, um, then please engage with me at iamasadcase at gmail.com. All right. And we can, can see where that takes now, us. Let's get. I need to get. Sorry. Oh, while while you were talking, Rory, I put it on Twitter. I've just put it on my Facebook page. I also dealt with Dean Nicholson, who's a pain in the ass, mm. who keeps keeps it keeps tweeting me. He's on. He's yay close, Rory. He's yay close to being muted. Right. He keeps tweeting me, tell, telling me how to do my job. Oh God. For God's sake, stop with the music. It's called Talk Radio for a reason. Go to a music station if you want to play music. Dean, yay close. Yay mm. close, buddy. Yay yay close to a mooten, buddy. Yay, And you've been yay close for the last three or four weeks, buddy. So don't push me no more, buddy. I know what I'm doing. If I want to play a song, I'll play a song. Okay? And if you don't want to hear a song, take that up yes. Get down with your ass. So I've dealt with him. But I've also put it on my Facebook page. Um so um people will people are retweeting it. 
Um, this could be big, Rory, but proviso, uh, I have to do a legal disclaimer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, years and years ago, when I was at another radio station, a couple of, I allowed a couple of my callers on the air to give out, uh, their, it was their idea, they gave out their phone numbers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and said, if anyone wants to call, this is my phone number. And they gave out their phone numbers, and we had to stop it. Yeah. Because... Because, now, I don't think this actually happened, but someone complained that something sexual had been said during a phone conversation, right? And I, I don't, I don't think, I think it was, it was, people making stuff up. But, here's the thing. If, um, Rory is a pervert, right, disclaimer, nothing to do with us, okay? So, don't give him, don't swap phone numbers or any of that stuff. If, um, the people that email you, Rory, are murderers... Uh-huh. Absolutely nothing to do with me, mate. You are totally, totally on your own. And any callers that, it, it, that get in touch with, any emailers that get in touch with, totally on your own. I hope this doesn't end. I hope this ends in a wedding and uh-huh. not a murder. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. That's cool. Thanks, Lou. Um, Thanks, but I, the, the only reason I say that, and I feel bad that I have to say that, but. um. Mm. There are some horrible people out there, Rory. I know you're a good bloke. We, we've actually met, haven't we? You came and filmed uh, uh, yeah. a little film of me at the other place. Ten years so, ago, would you believe? Ten years ago, yeah, I know. Incredible. Mm. She's on my YouTube channel, if you want to see it. Um, so I know that you, you know, you're, you're a decent bloke. Um, and I think genuinely, genuinely, this is a nice thing that you're doing. And I kind of hope that it, it pays off and you get some interesting people that, that get in touch that you'd like to keep a correspondence with. But I, I also know that the internet is, is, is full of um, mean people and I'm, I, I hope it doesn't backfire yeah. in an, an horrendous way. It's, it's, it's just that it's nice to write sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, people write on Twitter and they write on Facebook and they write on forums and they write, as you know, and everything. But sometimes it's nice, nice to write in... Um, a bit, you know, more than a tweet or more than a yeah. forum paragraph post and just see how it goes. Oh, yeah, completely. So. Um, well, listen, it's out there, Rory. Um, you don't have to tell us how it goes, but uh, okay. I know that people would appreciate it if you chose th- th- that's what you wanted to do. Right, great. All right, mate. Cheers, Ian. Take Thank care, you. Rory. Bye-bye. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh! Oh! Busted. Busted, Nicholson. Busted. Emailing other talk radio, speech-based radio presenters, saying you prefer their show over mine, and yet you're listening to mine, and yet you don't like it, Dean Nicholson! The only good thing on talk radio now is the whale. What? Nicholson? Yeah, a few tweets before that, you've got your tongue right up my proverbial. Bye, Dean! Bye! Bye, mate! It's not for you. You want to go and listen to an angry man shouting about Muslims and immigrants. Bye! Instead of having your mind expanded with music that you may or may not enjoy and chat that you will not hear anywhere else, you want to go and hear an angry man shouting about Muslims and Brexit. Bye! Bye, Dean! Bye! Oh, God, are we letting her on? we letting her on? Bye! Are you talking about me? Yeah. Um, Good evening, Lorna. Uh, hello. 
Well, my finger is literally touching my dump oh. button. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I understand. I understand where you come from. And you're drunk again. Yeah, yeah this, this 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 stuff happens every <clears throat> night of the week. It would seem. No, not every night, really. Promise me come you're on. not going to swear this time, because you swore last time, and I'm, I don't like it. Oh, okay. I'll I'll try this time. No, no, okay. no, no, no. As Yoda said, there is no try. There is only do. Tell me you're not mm. going to swear this time. It's, e- it's easy not to swear. I go, I go, I go three hours every night without swearing. It's easy. Just don't swear. Me? See, this is what I don't get because if I was you on the radio, I would literally have a dumb button for myself. I would. I I don't know how you do it. Well, I just don't swear. It's easy. No, swearing, swearing is... I mean, I know people say that um, people gonna, that she's swear... She's going to swear. She's going to swear. Uh, she's gonna swear. Um, huh? Right, swearing can be funny and swearing can be clever, but on the radio... And no, we, got, we, we, we got away with a few no, no, category Cs last anyway, time. Anyway, anyway, anyway. No, no, shut okay. up. You're really annoying. We got away with a few category Cs last time, but I'm being really strict this year. 2017 on this show, no swears. It ain't happening. So okay. don't even come close yeah. to it, Lorna, because I'll dump it and I'll kick you off, all right? Okay, yeah. Right, what have you called in for, Lorna? <laughs> Yay! Woo! Um, no, um, actually, I was calling... <laughs> I don't want to... The thing is, I don't want to bring everything down. Yes. You know. Um, but... But, Don't worry, yeah. Nigel's on after you, and Nigel will lift us again. Yeah, okay, that's cool because he he is such a good guy, isn't he? I love him. Yeah, totes. But um, <clears throat> so basically, um, I'm here because I mean, I've 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 followed you for a long time. Blah blah. blah, blah, um, blah. I, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, no, but you know the usual stuff. Yes. Um, but I've actually called in. I don't even know why I've called in. Um, but um, um, so um, my children are going to get taken away from me, and this. <laughs> I love them so much, and it's not my fault. Why are they going everyone... to get taken away from you? Because everyone is saying... <laughs> okay, this sounds absolutely ridiculous. Ooh, because, basically, I have a drink problem, yeah? Yeah. I, I and then... And then because obviously, now I'm drinking... Um, you know, I'm drinking tonight, and I'm calling in to you tonight, because I've got drink- I haven't got my children... Tonight, that's all I'm saying. Okay, that's good. Because, but basically, um, I had a drink problem because um, uh, I had two children and I was left by myself because my partner went to prison about something that I didn't even know. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just... I don't know, like, 
you know, when you get home from work and you're just like, oh, what, you know, what, I'll just like sort of, oh, I'll just clean the kitchen. Oh, look, this bottle of wine. Yeah. Oh, I'll just have a bit of bottle of wine. And, and then you have that and then it, it comes to every day. Yeah. And then apparently that's child abuse. <laughs> May I, I don't want any names or anything that's going to identify no, your kids, but how, how old are they, roughly? Um, they are four and eight. Oh, so they're babies. They're babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and it's you, you know it's inappropriate to be drunk around babies, kids oh, that age. No, 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 of course, but the thing is, I would literally, I work six days a week. Yeah. Um, nine till five. Oh, well, Lorna, yellow card, yellow card. Come on, man. Come on. This Flipping. is we, just just watch it, all right? Because we're getting somewhere. Okay, sorry, just sorry, don't sorry, do sorry. that again. Yeah, sorry. I'm working my flipping ass off. Yes. Every uh, um anus or oh, no, hang on. All right, come on. <laughs> um, I'm a single mum, by the way. Um, and I'm doing that every day. I'm right. Where, where are the kids? Where are the kids tonight? Are the, where are, are they with your your parents or what? Where oh, are no, they? no, no. Tonight, tonight, um, they're with their dad. Right. Okay. Um. And uh, what at what stage are you in having your kids taken off you? Really, have we got to go through because I don't even know if this is going to affect anything. If what is going to affect any of them? <laughs> Because I got a phone call today saying basically, um, they're in children, like, it's like, uh, they might get taken off me. But I'm a good mum. I bet you are a good mum, Lorna. I bet you are a good mum. But it's inappropriate. For you to drink around them, isn't it? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. This, this is the thing that um, there was actually I had a meeting and they said you can't drink around them, so I didn't. Yeah, but um, it's interesting that you get a phone call today saying that your kids are the one step closer to being taken off you, and your reaction is to get drunk. <laughs> I'm not saying that to, to tell you off or criticise you. I'm just, I'm just pointing out the the the, 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 the twist there. You, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah. Where if if another person in that situation had received a phone call, they might think, "Oh God, right. Well, today I'm gonna, I'm not gonna get drunk and I'm gonna start working on myself." And it's interesting that you. Ch- chose whether you had a choice or not is a different issue but the decision that you made was to get drunk and i just wondered what your thinking was around that because basically i've been crying the last year yeah. i've literally been crying for the last year Lorna, Lorna, listen, listen. I want to, I want to, I want to be able to help you a bit. Ed, give me the thumb. I tell you, what, we're going to take a break so we can build the delay up again, right? 
If if you swear again tonight, I'm going to have to let you go, Lorna. So <laughs> really, sorry, tra- I'm sorry. No, no, I know you. I know you're sorry, but saying sorry is, isn't isn't going to solve it, right? We're going to take a break so the delay builds up. If you do it again, I'm going to have to let you go tonight, just because that's just the way the system is. All right, let's take a quick break. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. She gone? We got her back? We'll call her back. Uh, Robin Ince rightfully pointing out to me, I thought you were staying further away from Twitter as I've been engaging with people on Twitter. It's, um, it's addictive. It pulls you in, man. It pulls you in. Ed, Edmundo, do we have our full... De- what, what, how much delay? We've got the full, we got the full um, delay. The delay is an interesting system. I don't know... I, don't know, I know what it does... I don't know how it works. Basically, if someone swears or says something libelous, I press this little red button here and it takes out seven seconds of what was said. So you would have heard it jump a couple of times there and that's because we were doing that. And then you have to kind of leave it for a few minutes to build up that seven seconds again. It stretches out the gaps. I haven't got a clue how it works. Lorna? Yeah. Um, listen, I'm, I, 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 if you swear again, I'm going to have to let you go tonight, all right? So I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm right, sorry, I'm sorry. Right, right. I really shouldn't do that. My mum would be so mad at me. She would be mad at you. And, uh, she would right, be, right. she'd be like, look, look, what are you doing? So listen, 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 listen. Um, hmm. So you've been trying, what, you've been trying to stop drinking for the last year? Yeah, um, basically, um... <laughs> Yeah, I um, I kind of got in a, a situation where I would go to work, I'd work all day, and I'll come home and just drink like a bottle of wine, and yeah. that would be sort of normal. And the thing is, like uh, that for me, that was that was bad. But I shall I? Shall I? Do you think you're an alcoholic? Um. This is the thing. I don't think no. I am, but because it's a very, it's such a broad. Yeah. Shall uh, I ask you? Shall I ask you some? Can I ask you? Go then. Go then. Twelve questions. Can I ask you twelve questions? Oh no, no. So that's the thing. You've been to AA, haven't you? What? What? Why? What's your beef with AA? Because I don't like grapes. well do you know the 12 questions that i'm talking about no i know there's 12 steps no 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 i'm not talking about i'm not talking about 12 steps i'm talking about 12 questions okay we're not connected with the steps right and you don't have to answer these out loud if you you don't have to answer these out loud if you don't want right but just let the the, let let it register in your head Uh, number one number one i don't think anyone that's actually listened to this gives a I don't. Um, I don't care a, what they think. It's my show. I don't pink. care. I don't care. <laughs> well done. There we go. You're learning now. Okay. Question number one. <laughs> question number one. Have you ever decided to stop drinking for a week or so, but only lasted for a couple of days? Oh my god! Have you actually got this in front of you? Uh, uh, yes or no? Um. Well, sorry. What was the question? Here we go. Have you ever decided to stop drinking for a week, but only lasted for a couple of days? 
Um, yeah, yeah. Yep, okay. One yes. Okay. <laughs> do you wish people... Number two, do you wish people would mind their own business about your drinking, stop telling you what to do? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, Have you me. ever... Here we go. This, this is where they start getting fun now. Those, those two reasons. Yeah. These, these, these are the fun ones. Have you ever switched from one kind of drink to another in the hope that this would keep you from getting drunk? Yes. It's, it's oh, almost... God. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's almost like they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I know. Oh, Have I'm question... Question number four. Yeah. Have you had to have a drink in the morning during the past year? No. No! That's, that's the thing. There we no. go. Fine, fine. That's a no. Beautiful. Yeah. Number five. Do you envy people who can drink without getting into trouble? Yes. Yep. Yes. There we go. Isn't it funny? That recognition. I can hear the recognition so in your much. voice. <laughs> Number six. Oh. Have you had problems connected with drinking during the past year? Maybe. Well, they're going to take your kids away. That's that, you know, that. So I was because of the drinking. That's five. You That's got five. me there. Got yes. you there. Let's go to number seven. Has well, I can I can answer this one for you already. What have you got this off of? Has your drinking caused trouble at home? Well, they I'm might, in they might, home now. They might be taking <laughs> your kids off you. Fine. I mean, the cat, the cats are fine. They might be taking your kids off you, so that's a yes. Yeah, all right, all right, Dad. Do you number eight? Do you yeah. ever try? Oh, this is a this is a good question. Mm, mm. Do you ever try to get extra drinks at a party because you do <laughs> oh. not get enough? Oh, oh, oh! Is that wow. Lorna? Is that Lorna? Is that a yes from Lorna? It, it, that may be a yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> do number nine. Not far to go. I only got twelve. Number nine. Oh, do you tell? Do you tell yourself you can stop oh. drinking at any time you want to, <laughs> even though you keep getting drunk when you don't mean to? Oh wow! That that is. Who even asks these questions? It's That's good, isn't a it? good question, but. You going, yeah, for a, you going for a yes? Me. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, Spot on. Yeah. Have you got number ten? This is this is a straightforward one. Have you missed okay. days? Have you missed days off work because of drinking? Oh, really? <sighs> yeah, yes for that as well. That might be a yes. Yeah, because wow. I'm currently signed off work because of this. Do <laughs> you have? Do you have blackouts? Oh, really? Is that another question? Is that a yes, Lorna? Maybe. Flipping it. All right, this is good. This is good. Oh, Have no. You... Last but question. This is, this is actually on the radio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last question. Have you ever yes. felt that your life would be better if you did not drink? <laughs> like, who has ever said no to that? Okay. My life would be so much better if I actually drunk so much. Okay, right. So, have you ever felt your life would be better if you did not drink? Yeah, Are you saying yes? yes? It'll be yes, right. yes, yes. One, two, three, four, oh, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven out of twelve. Right? Let's read on. <laughs> Yay, I won! What's your score? You have won. You've won the opportunity <laughs> of a brand new life. What's your score? Yay! Did you? And listen, this isn't definitive. You know, no, this is this no. is just for your own information. Oh, did oh, you answer? Did you answer okay. yes four times or more? 
You answered yes 11 times. If you answered yes... Listen to this, listen to this, this is serious now. If you answered yes four times or more, you are probably in trouble with alcohol. Oh, no, I'm so much trouble. Oh, no. Okay. And I answered, like, twice times pi virtual what what are you going to do because your kids are going to get taken off you and you don't want to do that you don't want that no, 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 one, no one wants not, that right well if you keep on drinking they are aren't they in all seriousness <sighs> yeah, if you keep yeah, on drinking yeah. they're going to take your kids off you and even if you stop drinking tonight right and didn't have another drink oh, yeah. i don't know the situation <laughs> there's still a chance they might take take your kids off you yeah, but if yeah, you start yeah. getting sober it makes it mm-hmm. easier to get them back at yeah, some point in the future. Like they're going to do a, uh, what's it called, a hair strand test and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, this is, well, if, if they're talking about hair strand tests, then this is serious. No, but the thing is, I'm not, I'm not a crackhead, though. I go to work every day. Yeah. I, oh, I thought you were signed, I thought you were signed off work. Well, no, for two weeks, yeah, because oh. of the stress. Yeah. And, um, is it because of the stress or because of the drinking? No, not because of the drinking, because of the stress that and, and, this is brought on. And I know you're not doing crack, well, you say you're not doing crack, <laughs> but, but, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't let you anywhere near my kids. Yeah. Wouldn't let you anywhere near my kids now. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't matter whether it's crack or, or coke or heroin or booze, whatever it is, wouldn't let you near my kids. What are you going to do? I'm going to do what I've got to do. What does that mean? Okay. Can you, Catherine, can you phone her up? Let's not put her back on air, but can you give her, find the AA number and give her that? If you're curious, dear listener, I was reading that off the Alcoholics Anonymous website. Um, And if you want to phone them up, you're more than welcome to. I think it's a 24-hour line, 0800 9177650 oh, 0800-9177650 it's, it's a fun game to play to answer those questions um oh, 0800-9177650 um and it's anonymous obviously it's alcoholics anonymous um i don't i su- suspect Lorna won't answer again and that and that is um concerning but that is fine but just let her know that that's the AA website that I got those questions from and give her the phone number. Um, and now I'm worrying that I was a bit harsh with her. She's going to have her kids taken away. So uh, they're talking about hair tests. That's some serious shiz going on, man. Um, those 12 questions, they're not connected with the 12 steps, but that is from the AA website. And it's a really interesting little thing to um to do if you think you've got problem with 
booze. And if you think you've got a problem with drugs, then you go to the Narcotics Anonymous um, website. And if you think you've got a problem with gambling, you go to the Gamblers Anonymous website. If you think you've got a problem with eating, you go to Overeaters Anonymous. Um, I'm worried I was a little bit harsh there. I'm, 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 Holding the mirror up a little bit too directly for uh, 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 for Lorna to look at, but she's going to lose her kids. She's going to lose her kids. Uh, it may not be forever if she sorts herself out. I know loads of people that that had their kids taken off them uh, for a while and um, eventually managed to turn it around. And also, we said that eight and six, eight and five, they're young enough that um, she'll be able to repair a lot of the damage that has, has inevitably been done. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if I was a little bit too um, confrontational there. I don't know. Anyway, Lorna, um, give us a call anytime you want. Um, send me an email if you want, ian at ianlee.com, and um, you can sort it out. You can sort it out. You're the only one that can sort it out, but it can be sorted out. Trust me, it can be sorted out. Um, yes, talk radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Nigel! Oh, hi, Ian. Yeah. Hi, hi, Nigel! A long wait, but never mind. <laughs> it's a sad story, wasn't it? Yes. Mm, that's what I've got to say about that, it. That's, that's why there was a long wait, Nigel, so mm. I'm, I'm sure you won't complain. I'm glad I don't drink as well. So am I. Thank Christ for that. What have you got well, for us, Nigel? Well, um, um, yeah, I actually took my motorbike out today because it, it was sunny this afternoon, wasn't it? I don't know, was it? Yeah, nice and sunny, so I Beautiful. Got motorbike, but it's a bit cold still, then it's going to be cold tomorrow as well. It's winter. Yeah. Um... Before I go and do my song, I've got Misty, the song Misty. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Has he been on this week and sung already? No, I, I haven't. No, confused. not since a week, a week ago now. Is it a week ago? A lo- about last, middle of last week or something. It's Wednesday. It's nearly a week. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but, I just, the, 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 there's always the presumption that you're going to come on and sing a song. No, I wasn't going to do it straight away. I was going to talk about a few bits and bobs, oh. maybe. Yeah. Okie dokie, Nigel. Well, let, let well yeah, I thought you wanted to rush into the song. That's. I don't necessarily uh, want a song. Well, I'd like to do one. I know you would. Mm. It's that, it's that. Have you listened to the show this evening? Uh, no, no, because I've been on the internet. No, but, this is uh, the thing. Mm. This is the thing, Nigel. Mm. Right? Maybe I'm wrong in this, and I need to mm. think about this. I need to speak to Catherine. Well, I can't about- get the signal. Shut up! I've, I've got to Shut get up. It on the internet. Shut up! Mm. Yeah. I need to speak to my producer about this, and I need to speak to the other listeners about this, and I need mm. to, to I need to think about this. Right? Well, I had some requests. W- will well you? On, will you listen? Like will you listen? Mm. Will you listen to me talking now, yeah. please? Yeah. Please. Because yes. I'm I'm slightly agitated after that last call, and mm. I'm finding you, you you're rubbing me up the wrong way. <laughs> yes, that should be exciting. Shouldn't I it? don't mean my penis, <laughs> right? I I I'm wondering. I tell you what, my gut reaction is: mm. we have several callers mm. who don't listen to the show. Yeah. And it's for some reason it's 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 annoying me, right? That we have we have a, we have it's literally a handful. Oh, no, of, I, I, will I you let me finish, please, to, Nigel? Yeah, I'll tell you. Nigel, will yeah. you let me finish, yeah. please? Yes. Yeah. I've got a handful of callers who phone up and don't listen to the show mm. and expect 
th- that they feel they are entitled to come on and do their shtick, whatever that shtick mm. may be. Now, mm. it, it annoys me, and I'm wondering if that annoyance is misplaced or if I'm right to feel annoyed. I kind of like to think that mm. the people that, f- that phone up the show... Mm have been listening to at least a bit of the show. that they, mm. They've put in a little bit of work in as much as they've been listening. There's yeah. something about mm. people that don't listen and phone up and expect yeah. to be allowed to do a thing yeah, that annoys you, me slightly. Uh, my reasons that the problem is where I live. I, I have a job to get a signal with the radio, the internet. You, you just said you've been on the internet all night, Nigel. No, so no, no, no. No, on and off, because the signal goes... I can, I have right. to, I've you said you've been on the internet all night, Nigel, so you could no, have been listening to us. trying to get a signal, not getting anything at all. Trying right. to get a right. signal. Right, so if you go to talkradio.co.uk... You on the internet. Yes. Yes. You can't hear us. Well, I might, I, I might get it, but it will go on and off now. I'll get some of it for a little while and then I'd, it'll go off again. And, and, then and how, how much mm. did you try and listen to it at talkradio.co.uk tonight? No, I've just decided that's what I'll have to do because I can't get it on the radio. Literally just decided just as I brought it up. So have you ever yeah, tried yeah, to I listen to us? That would be the best thing have to do. Have you ever tried it? to listen to us on, mm. on, the, on the internet? Uh, no, because no, I, it was the no. radio. I tried to get you on the radio and couldn't, so no. I decided to try and get you on the on the internet. Well, you, you, is it hard to find? Is it, would it be difficult you to could find? Google, you could Google the station. Or Google Talk Radio UK. Or you just go to talkradio.co.uk. Uh, on Google? Well, no. Oh. You go to talkradio.co.uk or you Google yeah. Talk Radio. Yeah. Um, and it will pop up and you can listen to us. Mm-hmm. Online. Does it take a lot of credit, though? Uh, this is a problem, the credit. What do you mean, credit? Because the my credit goes quite quickly on what I pay. Because I don't have it online. I have to pay with uh, the dongle, you know. Sort of yeah, but you've been online all night, yeah? But not all the time. It's only it's on and off. It's, it stops and starts. So it's not. But the radio is going to be on all the time. As I say, it'd be taking quite a lot of juice, wouldn't it? Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll try, I'll try. Anyway, I'll Google it. Anyway, I'll Google it. I just... T- I tell you what, mm. tomorrow's show, Kath, mm. remind me of this, is we're mm. going to discuss this about mm. whether my gut reaction... I get it there in the solar plexus. I just get this annoyance that people phone in that don't listen. Now, maybe I should mm. just be grateful that people are phoning in, because they say it's a drop-in centre for the... Well, it was, it, the, 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 the I wasn't going to come on the show, it's just that uh, Russ from Talk, who runs the Facebook, Russ... Russ well, talk, I'll tell you what, there. Nigel, if mm. Russ has put you up to it, mm. why don't you get Russ's phone number, phone mm. him up and sing him one of your crappy songs? Why don't you do that? Is that OK? Thanks for calling! <laughs> that was harsh, all right, that was harsh. But... If Russ has put him up to call up, well, Russ, why don't you give him your phone number and he can phone you? Am I... All right, that was harsh. But just after speaking to someone who's going to lose her kids, someone who doesn't even, can't even find out how to listen to us online and is being put up to call us up by by someone else, I just, I, I'm sorry, but I've got no sympathy. Richard. Hello. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Have you been listening to the show, Richard? I have, I have, okay, uh, right fine. the way from the JFK thing. So, um, 
I, I agree. The rest of us have to put up with three hours of you. Maybe we'll talk about it a bit tomorrow. And I don't expect everyone to listen to the whole show. And maybe expect. Maybe I've got it wrong. Maybe expecting people to listen to to any of the show before they call in is a really old fashioned concept. You know. I don't know. To be honest, it seems really weird to me to phone into a show that you haven't been listening to. Like there are three it, it, callers. Three callers. One of whom doesn't call me anymore. And one of them is Nigel. And the other one... Uh, I, I guess that would be uh, the religious guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to call me anymore, and that's fine. Um, Fantastic. Is it... I, I really... I, do you know what? Well, that's that's my thought. That's my thought for tomorrow, is I'm, I'm going to sit and have a good hard ponder about whether it really makes any difference as to whether people are listening or not. I guess it's it, not so much ju- just not listening... It's the not listening and expecting to be, you know, this this sense of entitlement that they then get to do their turn, whether their turn is a song it, or whatever it may be. It seems almost like sort of like going into a public square and seeing a group of people chatting and just sort of running into them and just talking at them without even listening for whatever they were saying first. Yeah. And also, and also, I was a bit harsh on Nigel there. I didn't mean to say his songs were, were crappy, but um, but also, just coming after La- that Lorna's call has really upset me. And I don't mean that that she's annoyed me in any way whatsoever. I, 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 it, it's just upsetting to hear a, to hear a mum who's going to lose her kids. You know, beyond anything uh, no, else. No, lo- lots of love to Lorna because I actually grew up with um, two alcoholic parents. Oh, uh, did you? So I could, I, I, no, it's sort of exactly, uh, bizarrely like there was never a sort of a question of. Um, their kids being taken off them because they were separated and they were both alcoholics. Right. Um, oh, so, God. oh, God. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I turned out all right, I guess. Well, you know, the, 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 Kath- you know, Catherine but, would uh, would disagree with that. You yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, sorry, I'd, I'd like to uh, give a special amount of hate to the people of Carlisle tonight. Um, <laughs> it's a dump in Carlisle. Um, <laughs> I've never been here. Did you really? Summer, yeah. how, did, did, when, I mean, did they get? Did they sober up? Did they? Did they sort themselves out? Your parents? Um, no, not really. To be oh, honest. Um, I'm my, sorry. Every time I, don't, I, I every time I see them, my dad looks yellow because oh, I think his liver is failing. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen my mum sober in years. Oh, Richard, I'm sorry, mate. That's um. That's, no, it's, that's it's really all right. Sad. Although my mum seems to. Her body seems to be holding up very well because she's like almost sixty now, and she looks about thirty. So I don't really understand what's going on there. She's pickled. Some people can just handle their booze, I guess. She's pickled her insides. She was one of the lucky booze. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. That's <laughs> um, that that's uh, that's horrible. Well, then you'll 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 kind of you know you'll you'll get Lorna's predicament better than than a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I just it's. It, it, a lot of people hold it against people, but it, uh, you know, obviously, growing up around addicts, it is a disease. Yeah, it's not something you can help. I've seen people try them, try to help themselves and fail, and try and get over it multiple times and fail and fail. So yeah. it's, I know it's a really difficult thing, but but obviously, it can be done. Yeah, it is a disease. It's like it's like you know, there's it would be like me having a go at someone whose whose kids are being taken away because they're dying of cancer. You know, it's a disease. Yeah. But but there is. Guys, trust me. There is a uh, there is an alternative, and for some people, it's going to AA and the twelve steps. For some, it's going into rehab. For some, it are these these drugs that stop you drinking. Although I'm not 100 percent convinced, but you know, Lorna, you've, that call has has, has uh, affected a lot of people. Richard, what have oh, you called in for? Oh, sorry. Before I get into what I called in about, I yes. would I also let's say about AA. A lot of people um, have objections to AA because they have a belief that you need to have a belief in a higher power. Yep. 
um, but a lot of um, local NHS trusts and uh, like, councils run their own um, alcohol rehab thing, which you can go to. You just need a referral from your GP. So you can go to your GP about your alcohol problem and they'll probably put you into a, sort of an equivalent programme. Nice one, Richard. That maybe doesn't have the same requirements of belief in higher power because it does put a lot of people off and a lot of people yeah. drop up because of it. Well, it's not, it's, and, and it's, not a re- but it's not a religious thing. There is talk of God and higher power and stuff like that, but it's not a religious thing. But you're right, that does, that does put some people off um, quite yeah. a bit. Mark is saying, um, love the, hang on a minute, love the show, but sometimes Ian needs a time-out. Anyone would find that conversation stressful. stressful. Get Kath on and calm it all down a bit. I love the show, but reacting when stress can make... What the hell are you talking about, Mark Forrester? What the hell are you talking about? In What are you talking about, you prune? Anyway, go on, Richard, we've only got two minutes. All right, sorry. Uh, right, I wanted to bring up a topic that was popular on your show and you used to get a lot of caller about it earlier in the summer last year. Yeah. And about the difference between a boat and a ship. Was that you? Uh, uh, maybe. But I, I emailed the Navy about it because so many people <laughs> were calling in your show about it. Yeah. Um, and what did the Navy I, say? Uh, well, I've got this little bit. Dear Mr. John, Thank you for your recent interesting question between the difference between a boat and a ship. Your correspondence was forwarded to the Navy Command Headquarters, and I've been asked to respond. Whoa, Navy I, Command? Yeah, I know. It sounds really official, isn't it? Yeah. I approached the Naval Historical Branch to see if there is an official definition between the difference between a boat and a ship, and they have confirmed there is not. Oh, no! <laughs> what an anticlimax! I know! And you used to get all those different callers phoning, talking with all those different theories, which were all just my flatmates. Um, but <laughs> what, a, what an a- bloody navy ruining everybody's yeah. fun. No, uh, oh, Richard. Well, um, in that case, I'm going to have to ban you for the rest of the evening. I'm afraid that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's gone. There is no difference between a ship and a boat. I don't believe that. Why would you have two separate words? Um, uh, I don't know. Okay, well, uh, tomorrow's thought process is going to be me wondering whether it really makes any difference if people uh, haven't listened to any of the show when they call in. I suppose, in the great scheme of things, it uh, it doesn't really. I don't know. I'd love your thoughts on that, guys. You can tweet me, at Ian Lee. Um, and then the rest of tonight is going to be me worrying about Lorna. I'm not going to worry. T- I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over her and stuff, but that wasn't that... Um, wasn't that upsetting? Lorna, if you're still listening, um, I hope you don't think I was too harsh. Don't have, don't have anything more to drink. Go to bed. You know, you know that, that, that's, that's all you can do tonight is, is, is don't, don't pick up a drink and go to bed. Um, yeah, well, it was a strange show, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a bit all over the shop. Thank you, as always, to Edmundo. Uh, thank you to Catherine Boyle. Thank you to you, dear listener. I believe the two mics are up next, shouting at each other. We're back tonight at 10. Ta-ta. Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.